comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is episode 187, and it is a special episode. We're in the season seven uh, interim break, and we thought we'd get together and uh, have a little special get together for our listeners out there. So I'm Craig Demondo, the host. Joining me this evening is Mr. Richard Chub Toad Sheldon. This is episode 187. 187, like sir. A code for murder or something like oh, that. that oh, that would be It is. That's yeah. a good call. Yeah, Look at that. Snoop Dogg yeah. song. Uh, not very uh, great movie either. See, it just it's all worked great out. Great movie. Deep Cover was great. Deep Cover is not great. So, yes, welcome to the Walking oh. Dead murder episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, murder. And also. Killing some lists. They're down. It's it. Also with us tonight is Russell Latham joining us again. What's up, Russ? Hey, I'm finally, finally back. That's great. Wait, Russ is still alive? <laughs> still. He's still catching up on Fear of the Walking Dead. He hasn't caught up yet. So once he, once he gets uh-huh. catch up, he'll join us I once he's caught he got, up. I thought he got stuck out on the ocean in a boat or something <laughs> as long as he's been gone. Jim Dietz is one of, the, one of the other originators of the podcast That's on tonight. Very special yeah. evening indeed. I wore my tuxedo t-shirt and everything. <laughs> and you can hear the baritone sounds of Jim Dietz is with us as well, everybody. I didn't know this was formal. I just wore my underdog t-shirt. That's fine, too. Aaron Neuwirth is joining us as well. Aaron? You guys are talking about the 187, but I'm all about the interim (laughs) interstitial podcast. That's just a fun, nerdy title right there. That's that's what we're doing. Interstitial, yes. It's in between, right? Okay, right. (laughs) And uh, yes, I'm here and I'm ready to go on this special bonus episode we're doing or whatever we want to call it. (laughs) (laughs) And with us as well is Daryl Taylor. Thank you for having me. Oh, it wouldn't be the same without you, Daryl. God bless. God bless. <laughs> so we're all here. We're all together. And, you know, we just wanted to get a little bit, uh, just kind of, you know, get together in between the, the break here. And we originally wanted to do a, um, a review of the Telltale game, but a lot of us haven't played it yet, the new one. I guess, Russ, you're the only one that's pretty much played it, right? Oh, I've not finished it. I, oh, yeah, okay. I think, yeah. I think we... Stay tuned. That, okay. I think that so, may still be coming. So that may still be coming. We just, not all of us... We're caught up to that yet, so we decided yeah. to do a. To be, to be yeah. fair, it's all it's it's only a couple episodes are out yet, and there's still three more to go. So we got right. yeah, 
season's right. not even over. And I tend to I tend to take those Telltale games once they're all released. I'll play it all at once, like I did with the Batman Telltale game. I'll wait till all the chapters are out and then just play the whole thing through. Do a so Batman. That's, probably, yeah. that's what you should be doing. <laughs> that, that, that Batman Telltale game was great. I loved it. So, I'm getting ready to play that. I've only ever played season one of The Walking Dead, so I haven't really. I got mm. what is there now? Three, four seasons. How many are out? Three, three in the yes. Michonne. The three yeah. in the Michonne side. It's like thing. three, three and a half. There's three and yeah, a half. Three, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to play it. I mean, the other, uh, they're, they're, I mean, I really like the way they put the emphasis on the storytelling in the video game. Uh, it's kind of a throwback to the old adventure games of the 80s and 90s, where it was really much like theater of the mind storytelling uh, emphasis rather than you know Twitch-based gameplay. So. Well, it's so, like a digital choose-your-own-adventure book. You know, Essentially, little, yeah. Yeah, like with some quick-time events thrown in, you know. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I've, I've spoken the praise of the game many times before, but I would argue God. that I, I would argue that the, the storytelling in the Walking Dead video game is superior to both the show and, at times, the comic. Oh, my. So instead of us doing that, which we probably will get to mm. once we all get caught up with that and, you know, give, I guess, the rest of the world a chance to catch up with that as well, uh, where you decided to do our top five episodes of The Walking Dead up to now. So we've got seven and a half seasons in the can, and we decided to go back, do a rewatch in some cases, and just kind of turn back the clock. We've got six and a half, seven, I guess seven and a half years of uh, material to go through, and we're going to narrow it down to our top five Episode starting with the fifth, going all the way up to the first for each host, and we also got some special trivia we'll mix in as well, just for fun, just to see, just to test our host knowledge and see exactly how much they really know on the Walking Dead TV show. That is, so getting started with us, let's just jump right into it, guys. Um, Richard, we'll, we'll go in order. So, Richard, what is your number five episode of all time of the Walking Dead TV show? My number five episode, first of all, it's really hard to have ranked these from five to one. So there is such a narrow margin between my fifth and first one. Yeah. Just want to put that out there and that it took me a long time to cut it down to five and put them in any kind of order. This was not easy. Um, I've got some no. clips as well, by the way, from certain yeah. episodes. And I, so. I have three honorable mentions that I'll say for later as well, but um, if we have time for it. But my number five episode is actually the number one episode of Walking Dead, Days Gone By. I mean, this is what birthed the show. This is what brought us from the comic fandom into the television show. And... While it wasn't exactly perfect, in my mind, it will always be a perfect introduction into this television world and the Andy Lincoln Rick and, you know, Stephen Young, uh, Glenn, and just all of that. So um, it was, you know, Frank Darabont brought the show to, to television. He wrote this episode. He directed this episode. Um, you know, it broke records. It had uh, 5.35 million viewers for uh, a cable show's premiere that's pretty damn good so um so many things about the show i mean you know it didn't follow the comic exactly but it mirrored it so well the spirit was there you know the open don't open dead inside all of that following rick on his journey to atlanta everything it just i i really enjoyed that episode i figured it as a pilot yeah yeah, I mean, I figured this one might make others list too, but it, I mean, it was really hard to not have it higher up the list, but my other ones, I, I just ranked a little bit better, but um, very good episode. And I, it's one that I'll go back and watch a lot. I go back and watch the first season because it's just those six episodes. I watch that a lot. 
you know, if I'm bored, I'll just pop it in. Um, I love to, uh, you know, I have recordings of the black and white versions of it. You know, it's just, it's oh, yeah. fun. I remember that. And I, I really enjoy the first season and that first episode. That's cool. Well, I've got a little clip from that one, and I'm sure it may be on some other people's list, but let's just uh, get us right into that. I'll play that right now. Hey, mister, you even know what's going on? I woke up today in the hospital. Came home, and that's all I know. But you know about the dead people, right? Yeah, I saw a lot of that. Out on the loading dock, piling trucks. No, not the ones they put down, the ones they didn't, the walkers. Like the one I shot today, because he'd have ripped into you, tried to eat you, taking some flesh at least. Well, I guess if this is the first you're hearing it, I know how it must sound. They're out there now, in the street? Yeah. They get more active after dark sometimes. Maybe it's the cool air, or hell, maybe it's just me finding that gun today. But we'll be fine long as we stay quiet. I'll probably wander off by morning. Well, listen. One thing I do know, don't you get bit. I saw your bandage, and that's what we were afraid of. Bites kill you. The fever burns you out. But then after a while, you come back. God, Lenny James is so good. I forgot how good he is. I mean, mm-hmm. if there's anybody Spoiler, but him. This is, I, I haven't. Spoiler, this is not, <laughs> is, uh, not the last time you're going to hear Lenny James tonight, or referred to, I'm sure, in some of these best episodes. God, that's so great. So, yeah from my list i mean he's one of the i mean he's one of my favorite not only one of my favorite actors on the show but one of my favorite characters as well you know yeah i forgot that he was the first one to utter the freight the the term walker right started with him yeah oh right <laughs> yeah good What's stuff the white man gets the credit for i don't know it's <laughs> <laughs> too early for that aaron come on <laughs> good choice for number five days gone by i'm sure it'll be on some others lists uh russ what's your number five pick same as Chubb. Oh, days they, gone by. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Great minds think alike. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I I had to have it on this list. Uh, again, the first episode, uh, you know, well directed, well acted, set the tone. Uh, I think it was again kind of surprising uh, how how good it was. So. Mm. Good stuff. Yeah, really great episode. Uh, let's see. Jim, what's your pick for number five? Well, I have a tie at number five because I'm a big fat cheater. And I can, uh, uh, oh, oh, so. You got to tie it up? All right. What do you got? Yeah, okay. My, my tie at number five is uh, Chupacabra with uh, Merle and Daryl mm-hmm. and uh, The Grove. So season with, two uh, and with, season six episode. Okay. Right. Ahead. The Grove. I really... That, uh, I mean, Chad Coleman and Melissa McBride in that episode, the creepy little girl. So, you know, the 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 acting. I really, I noticed when I made this list that the ones that ended up on my five are usually episodes with just a focus on a few, like, smaller group of characters rather mm-hmm. than the whole ensemble. And this is a really good example of that. I just think the acting in this episode was really great. It has, like, parts and images in it that just still are kind of haunting afterwards you know after all this look time look at the flowers jim look at exactly the fl- exactly <laughs> I mean, you got the catchphrase look at the flowers from that plus i mean carol i mean no i've made no bones that carol's one of my favorite characters and this is one of the strongest carol episodes 
um, just a just a tour de force from Melissa McBride. The Chupacabra, I wanted to to shout out just because I love those episodes that the hallucinations that Daryl has about Merle in that episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. Michael Rooker and and, uh, and and Norman Reedus really like playing off each other for the first time as brothers. That's I thought great. that was yeah awesome awesome moments in that that episode and i i didn't want to forget it so that's my that's my tie for number five um, all right we'll, ta- we'll the take it the grove is uh season four by the way well. yeah Europe. season four yeah, season four episode four oh, it me. made my... i said season six okay season four yeah, yeah. It, it it made my honorable mention list very good very good and aaron mm-hmm. what about your number five sir Okay, so <laughs> I got a, I got a whole list here, and I've narrowed it down to five, and I've ranked them and everything. Uh, but it was fun to put this together. Um, <laughs> it, it was interesting going th- going back through all these, by the way, because I was very it, I was interested in seeing how many earlier season episodes were placing fa- rather high versus some of the later seasons. Since we all complained about season, or a lot of people complained about season two, uh, there's a lot of season two episodes, and I like quite a bit. Um, yeah, my but, uh, my list skewed towards season two as well. Actually, isn't that funny? Yeah, here. yeah. A lot yeah. of that. A lot of that my number became, four is from season two. A lot of that, which is a shame because I don't have. Well, I kind of do. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, Shane is a big part of it. I think the right. I think John Berthold did such a great char- great job with that character that he did a good job as far as making a lot of episodes memorable for me. Um, uh, and speaking of season two, my number five is the episode. Uh, the the uh, sorry the season premiere of season two. What lies ahead? Okay, um, this is the this, this was the ninety minute episode season premiere for season two, uh, which picked up like right after the CDC blew up. For each of these, I wrote like little descriptions of the highlights that I can recall right offhand. And I have RV breaks, herd arrives, Sophia gets lost, T Dog gets stabbed, Daryl <laughs> stabs, saves, and Carl gets shot. <laughs> That's a lot of highlights right there, but this was a this was a strong episode. It was a strong like oh, break yeah. back into The Walking Dead. Right, uh, you know, season the the season finale of one was a little underwhelming. It had some moments as far as the characters, but kind of what it was doing. It's like, all right, this one really kind of brought you back in. And what I can really remember, there's a there's some great like this is an episode that really emphasized how hot it is in Atlanta that they're shooting because there's a great shot of like Rick standing like behind a tree. As there's like a walker and he has like a rock in his hand, he's about to go smash this walker in the face, but it like does a good close up on Rick's face. And he's just like sweating. Got the and, Rick like, sweat going, there. right? Yeah. Oh, he's a... got that going. Oh. <laughs> and so we, uh, he goes and nailed. And then like there's a scene with, what, with him and Daryl like cutting open a walker to see if Sophia's inside of it, which is pretty nasty. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Pretty up to snuff with the Walking Dead. There's that. There's a great like, you know. Daryl's become a fan favorite. This, I think, this episode might have been the one that started it, where Daryl just comes in out of nowhere to save T Dog, and like he like stabs a zombie in the face, gets under a car with T Dog, and is like shh with his finger to <laughs> to be quiet. Like, it's, it's he hides great, un- like, under the zombie, right? He kind of like uh, hides. Yeah, yeah. They, like, yeah, they like hide under a zombie under a car, and he's like he's like just save T Dog's life, and it's just a great like wow. Daryl moment. Um, and then to like cap it all off in the midst of all this, and like uh, what's her name, Andrea gets a great kill moment too in the RV. Uh, there's a because it's a oh, it's a screwdriver, cool. right? That was the yeah, uh, yeah. yeah screwdriver. Oh T Dog was the hero of that episode, right? Well, no, he <laughs> he like sliced his own arm open for no reason. That was that was his yeah, uh, was, his claim to fame. Like oh, he didn't save the kids in the orphanage in that episode. <laughs> no, they talked about <laughs> That's that later. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that happens in the episode, yeah. and 
it's a it's a strong start. And I think the and right at the end, as like you're getting all this like great stuff that's happening, it's like how do we how do we cap off this great season premiere? How about we just shoot Carl? <laughs> it's just it just it just sets you back down to remind you, oh yeah, this is a very nihilistic show. And by the end of it, the lead character's son gets shot, has to be rushed somewhere. So it's but just as, it, as a fan of the comic books. Oh so yeah, it's that right, was a great moment. Right, right, right yeah. from comics. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. No, it's it's a great it's a great episode that pays tribute to the comic as well as continues to steer its own path. And again, it does a lot of the things that I like to see in an episode of The Walking Dead. And so that's why uh, season two, episode one, What Lies Ahead is my number five episode. Good choice. Good yeah, it was a good one. And that was an hour and a half one, too, wasn't it? That was uh, a yeah. 90 minute premiere. That felt like it earned its 90 minutes as opposed to some recent ones. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, 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 <laughs> let's not let's not get started on that. Uh, Daryl, what was your number five? I think mine would be a surprise. It is episode 90, Swear, of uh, this season, of season seven. Okay. And I liked it a lot because of Tara. It it was a light Tara moment. Even though it was a dark story, I just had such a good time watching uh, Tara swear and say the craziest things to all these, you know, these people, especially the the women in the... uh, in this village and how right. she just reacts to everyone. She has like some of the best little lines that, that uh, I think really worked, especially how far she's come from being an annoying character to, to me actually uh, really digging her as a character and wanting to see more of her. Yes. She puts her word voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really did like it. She Good. plays awkward very well. Yeah, she does. She really you know, does. I, I don't, it, it's it's interesting because it almost seemed. Uh, I wonder how she. What am I trying to say? Like it almost seems like it's bad acting, but it's not mm-hmm. bad acting. Like she, I I legitimately get the feeling like she is she is channeling awkwardness. Well, I think there's a. I mean, the show has such a decidedly dark tone. Mm-hmm. Her her voice in the show is much different as far as how her attitude kind of jives with the rest of the it helps that she's you know younger than a lot of the cast as well right but i certainly think it's it's an attitude thing as far as she's not a super warrior like you know like they have the warriors and then they have you know everyone else that could get killed at any moment and And the the drama of her character is largely ended because it was was mainly focused on how she was involved in the whole governor thing but without that she's just kind of another character that happens to be involved with this Mm -hmm. group yeah, she got what's, past that. Yeah. What's the actress's name? I'm forgetting. Masterson. Alana Masterson. Masterson. Yeah, that's right. She she has really good timing, though. Especially, mm-hmm. I mean, her comedic timing. I mean, she'll deliver these quips, these lines, and it. I mean, I don't know. Just the way she, the look on her face, just the whole delivery, those moments. That's what makes me really enjoy her character. Because and she didn't have that at first. At, at first, I mean. I think we it was intentional we were made to not trust and not like her but you know I really didn't like her and I I'm with um Daryl on this you know I, she's really blossomed into something good and she gave I the just, middle finger to Rick and survived let's not forget that totally. yeah. right. yep. 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 that's like I her just, signature I, just, I like I, I want people to be more aware that Daryl has chosen the like I believe the lowest rated Walking Dead episode ever as one of his top favorite or like one of them <laughs> I didn't go for, I didn't go for the easy at least of the of this season, I, I think it probably yeah, kind of yeah. built up over the first couple seasons. But yeah, it's, it's certainly one that a lot of people didn't like. <laughs> I like that you went with it, though. That's fun. Oh, I had to do it. It's all right. All right, you got a terror fan. All right, so my number five was uh, season three, episode four, "The Killer Within," and this is the one that 
kind of shocked us because we lost two main characters in this episode. We lost T-Dog mm. and Laurie. And I mean, seeing Laurie get killed was, was yep. enjoyable in and of itself. <laughs> um, but I mean, just having the surprise of it, because we, ne- we never saw this before at this point. Like, we never saw right. a main character or two main characters go in the fourth episode of a season. It's like, wait a second, what, what happened here? It really just amped up the whole rest of the season three for me. Um, the baby was born, and we see that scene with Rick crying at the end. That was very emotional and mm-hmm. the spawn of many, many memes on the internet. Um, <laughs> there was some good Woodbury stuff as well. Uh, I mean, we forget about that, but there really was. Like, they, even with the prison being overrun, they'd cut back to Woodbury. We're learning more about the governor, and Andrea's over there. And just a good, solid episode. But seeing, I mean, we, I hated to see T Dog go. He was a real, I, I liked him a lot. Um, but seeing Laurie go, that's got to make my top five. I mean, come on. That, that's was, just, yeah, I, I yeah. was glad he went because I wanted Tyrese. You wanted to, <laughs> so you knew what, they couldn't both be in the, in and the I show know at the same time? Two black men cannot be on one show like that. So it's funny. So we went from T Dog to Oscar and then Tyrese, right? We had a okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we yeah. talked all of the podcast. Oscar, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are rules to the game, sir. Gotcha. Okay. I I will say this was also the first episode that like teased to death because you didn't know what happened to Carol. Yeah. Oh, that's true. With her little scarf missing, oh, they, thought, yeah. they thought she was dead and she wasn't. Yeah, you're right. It's a good thing they never did that again with teasing uh, you about no, characters dying. But I, no, I, I, no. I don't think they took her name out of the credits, though, did they? I don't think so, right? Well, no, they didn't, they didn't troll fans with that. No, oh, okay. Right. Just, just making sure, guys. All right. That's <laughs> All right, so this brings us up to our first trivia question. And, uh, Daryl, I'll start with you. I'll go in reverse order for the uh, for the trivia. So, okay, this is, uh, this is a pretty easy one, but let's see. How does Rick kill Joe in the finale of Season 4? He, A, breaks his neck... B bites him in the jugular or C stabs him. I don't even need multiple choices. I don't even remember Joe. I don't even remember. Oh, see, see, here we go. Oh, I'm, I'm old. I'm old. Only for Carol? Is that what you said? Does he bite his jugular? Uh, that is correct, sir. B, that correct is. answer. <laughs> I just Good thought guess. Of what is the God, sickest God. thing that Rick would do? And that's <laughs> I channeled Rick's craziness and I won. Joe the Claimer. Yeah. All right. So, Richard, we're going back up to you. Your number four pick. All right, my number four pick is from season two, episode 12, Better Angels, written by Evan Riley and Glenn Mazzarella and directed by um, Guy Furland. So uh, I really like one thing about this one, really, because in narrowing down my list, this one kind of bookends with uh, episode 10 from that season, which is 18 miles out, where we're getting that. Where, where, where the Shane and Rick aggression is finally breaking to yeah, yeah. Uh, to the point to where we get into this episode, Better Angels, where, spoiler alert, Jerry, um, <laughs> Shane gets killed twice. Uh, also in this in this little series, because like those three episodes, 10, 11, and 12 of season two, is like its own little <laughs> long episode. You know, mm. we this is where we first learn that, hey, those people turned and they weren't bit by anything, you know, what's going on. They're starting to really, you know, think about the fact that, of course, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't Rick, he knows, he knows, well, Jenner told, he knows Jenner told him yeah, in, right, in right. episode six of season one. So he's right. the only one that still at this point knows that they're all infected, but he didn't so. really know until he saw Shane turn. That was the right. key. Okay. Right. 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 Meanwhile, most but, of us are sitting at home like, we've seen zombie movies. Get it together, guys. And, <laughs> and, yeah. But, I mean, really, for just the ending of this episode, everything with, um, you know, the, the, 
the Rick and Shane stuff finally coming to a head, Shane getting killed, and then Rick or uh, Carl having to kill Walker Shane. I mean, so that mm-hmm. just that little sequence was what was the stood stood out most in this episode. And I think about this episode a lot just watching The Walking Dead because I remember in season one they they teased the whole scene from the comic books where you know shane's holding the gun up to rick and all of that other stuff you know and Uh you know kind of teased it and it's like oh and then we get shane longer and then to see this death this way and to kind of flip the script whereas in the comic spoiler alert uh carl's the one that kills shane outright so shoots him in the neck or something like that right and kind of bleeds out or Whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, basically. So I got a little clip from Better Angels. I'll play that right now. Screw my wife. Have my children. My children call you daddy. Is that what you want? <laughs> that life won't be worth a damn. I know you. You won't be able to live with this. <laughs> what you know about what I can live with? You got no idea what I can live with, what I live with. You want to talk about what I can do, Rick? How about what you can do? Here I am. Come on, man, raise your gun. No. No, I will not. What happened, Rick? I thought you weren't the good guy anymore. Ain't that what you said? Even right here, right now, you ain't gonna fight for him. I'm a better father than you, Rick. I'm better for Lordy than you, man. It's because I'm a better man than you, Rick, because I can be here and I'll fight for it. But you come back here and you just destroy everything. <laughs> Broken woman. You got a weak boy. You ain't got the first clue on how to fix it. Raise your gun. You're gonna have to kill an unarmed man. Man, Berthal, I forgot how good he was too. Wow. I miss him I too. Didn't. You didn't either. I'm sorry, <laughs> Aaron. <laughs> Excuse me. All no, knowing one. No, he's, he's great. Oh, no, Cut you up. This is on my honorable mention list. Better Angels is a great episode. I mean, it mm. It, it has know, to just pass you know. the whole like Dale flips out. And I start hating Dale a lot, but and yes. then he's dead. Like it's it, it kind of finishes off that storyline, but it gets back into the more interesting stuff involving Shane and Rick. And um, yeah, yeah, it it finally lead uh, gets to that head where you know Shane gets killed and Carl shoots him again and kills him twice. And it's you know for people that have listened to this podcast for a long time, those that might not be familiar, I used to say that basically this show is like. By having Shane on longer, it's it's the, it's similar to like as like um, Back to the Future Two, where Biff steals the almanac and it creates like an alternate timeline. <laughs> <to> the <actual laughs> time. It's like, the Walking Dead comic, and then like the Shane timeline is like, right. is like him being on the show longer. So it's like it's made a lot of things different from what the comic is. That's how I've always kind of regarded it. And yeah, this That's is pretty funny. This is you know this is the end of Shane's line in this version of that universe, and it's it's a great it's a good episode for sure. Yeah, Russ, how about you, sir? So my number four is No Tomorrow Yet. So season six, episode twelve. So I picked something a little more, a little more recent. And as well, refresh my memory. Which one is? Which one? That's is that? where the, that's the assault on. The, on the, oh uh, yeah, that oh, was yeah. yeah. That's a good one. That was a really good one. It just, it, just the way that you know they kind of worked as a unit and a team, and they went in and and kind of took out the armory, and and then the way that kind of went sideways at the end. Uh, I I just really really like that episode. It kind of. Uh, was a nice change of pace because I think, I think the show kind of hit like a, like a little bit of a lull and that kind of picked things back up again. 
uh, and kind of set it on the course that we're going to see probably for the next, you know, certainly the rest of season six, but but definitely season seven and probably into season eight too. So they were like a commando force. I love that scene where they yeah. just they just raid yeah. that that facility like they're like a, like Delta Force or something or like you know Seal Seal Team Six. They were just amazing how they did that. Yeah, that was, that was because, a good because the, that's when the Sabers were a bunch of yokels. They didn't know how to do anything. Not like now. <laughs> Not like now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow that changed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Overnight. <laughs> Jim, how about you? Uh, my number four is Clear. Season mm. three, episode twelve. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, oh, I like right. the. I love the the stuff with Carl and Michonne in this episode. Uh, where she has to, she breaks back into the diner to get the boo boo kitty. <laughs> that was a great scene. <laughs> and then the shock of seeing uh, Morgan in the state that he was in after the last, oh, you know, after we had seen him at the beginning, you know, the the series, and then this is the first time we'd seen him in you know seasons or you know three seasons. He pops up and he's so broken and just and just kind of, you know, he's gone over the edge a few times. I mean, he's just really a powerful performance by Lenny James in this episode too, uh, as always. I mean, but it's just I love the way it focused on on Rick and Morgan. I love the way it, fo- it had the moments with Carl and Michonne. And um, again, a lot of my top five, and you guys are picking really great episodes too. But I, I realized on my top five is less plot driven and just more episodes. I really enjoyed the character work or remembered scenes from, and this is definitely one. Um, this episode like really stuck with me after, especially like I said, the shock of seeing Morgan after all this time, and then seeing him in the state he was in. You know, just really cool. And this is when Michonne was still pretty new to the show, right? I was yeah. gonna say, would you and say this is kind where of the like, Rick just, ro- ro- Michonne romance started right here? Like, it kind of like the seeds well, were planted for it right here. No, it, it's more even, even, the, it's even the bond with her and Carl. Right, that's where that's what right. that's the emphasis. Bond right with her and, Car- and Carl is, is great. And again, this there are certain characters in the comics I really love, and I'll, I'll talk about especially with my number one choice, where I, I wasn't sure about the acting or I wasn't sure about the the, the role, you know, the people person taking the role from the comic whether they were going to really like get to the part of the character that I really liked. And I was sort kind of on the fence about denying her as, um, as Michonne up until this episode. And this is when she sold me on her Michonne. I was like, okay, this is Michonne. I can, I can get with this. Um, again, the, the moments with her and Carl are excellent. The beginning of her, you know, having that kind of rapport with Carl, like you said, that plays out even now in the, in the series. Um, right. I just, you know, strong episode all around. Just good writing. It's... Directed by Scott Gimple, by the way, before he became showrunner, I think. Scott M. Gimple. Yes. Yeah. Scott M. Well, yes. no, it was written. Or directed by Gimple, Trisha right. Block. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. And it, it had 11.2 million viewers. And I know this because I prepared it. It's my number three. So, yes, it's a great episode. It was like my one of the first. As well. Wow. Okay. It was one of the first smaller episodes if you remember everything was so ensemble and you know it's always everybody they actually broke it apart and only had three characters it was one of the first times they did that then they went back to that well like a hundred times after but this was like the first time i think they actually did that Eight, I mean, 18 miles eight, out i'm sorry 18 time. miles out was the, yeah, yeah, yeah shane and rick story you're right then yeah this one kind of also in that vein it was yeah it was another one of those which is yeah. what we were saying on the podcast at that time we were saying we want more episodes that do focus on less of the ensemble well just, you we got it and maybe too much of it yeah. but yep. we got it yeah aaron what's your number four uh, my number four is season three, episode eight, the um, mid-season finale, uh, Made to Suffer. Um, I remember talking about this episode at the time as being basically a perfect episode of The Walking Dead. It does everything yep. that I want it to do. This is the one that introduces Tyrese, so Daryl can yes. already get happy right there. Yes. Um, 
Uh, but it, so yeah, it has a whole introduction that focuses on Tyrese, where it's like, oh, that's great. We get, we get, <laughs> we finally get this to happen. Um, meanwhile, this is where like Rick and Michonne and some of the gang they're going back to, or they're going to Woodbury so they can rescue um, Glenn, Maggie, and, uh, Glenn, Maggie. yeah. yeah. Um, who've been like, you know, being tortured in the previous episode, which is also a pretty solid episode as far as things that are happening, <laughs> uncomfortable as it may have been for certain scenarios. Um, so that's that's going on, um, and it also brings to head the and once they arrive, it brings Michonne and the governor back together. That leads to that knockout, dragout fight where they're on the floor and there's glass, and he stabs her in the eye, head in the eye. That's that's pretty crazy. Even get a Shane tease where Rick, like, at one point sees Shane when it's he's a bearded Shane, off. right? Yes. Yeah, mm, yeah like yeah. Wolverine Shane. Like, he sees yes, him, like, he's... <laughs> <laughs> Weapon X. And then, it, and then it concludes with Daryl and Merle being united for the first time in this show, besides Chupacabra, which didn't, you know, doesn't Dream count. sequence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which made what I thought was, like, one of the best cliffhangers of The Walking Dead. I mean, that's a great place to leave off an episode. You have Merle, who's, you know, still alive and has now found this other group, being reunited with his brother, who has concern for his brother, surely. He doesn't know what's going on, and suddenly they're being put in this cage match to the death. And that's Gladiator match, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> amazing. That's, like, that's a perfect, like, comic book ending to an episode. Like, that is, that, that's, per- that's perfect. That's a great I, I, way I to, like, miss those mid-season finale. That's what I miss. I love that stuff. End it right there. That's it. Done. Yeah, that was one of my honorable mentions again that was a great episode so much happened and it was so like you said all the i mean everything you mentioned it just incre- it was incredible i mean it, yeah and it's i mean the because i i am you know if as you recall i'm not a huge fan of what they did with the governor i didn't think they did a great job with handling his character and so the back half of season three which had a lot more focus on the governor going bad i was not huge on um let alone the return of it um so i was i re- but i really liked the first half of season three quite a bit I, there's a number of episodes that I, I think are quite strong um uh, what's it seed the premiere is one of my honorable mentions as well where they you know they find the prison and everything yeah. but yeah made to suffer it's a it's a really strong episode really uh one, yeah, once is. again as all of these on my list are, they're ones that basically encapsulate what I want out of this show. That's certainly one of them. And just to know, this is where Tyrese is introduced, right? But Oscar yes. dies. Yes, Oscar episode. dies. Okay, gotcha. It, it, yeah, just want, it, want yeah, to make that clear. It makes, okay, gotcha. It made sense. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> just want to make that clear. <laughs> Daryl, how about you? Number four. Uh, I picked season four, episode, I think, 51A, where you have uh, dealing with the claimers, and, and it had Rick... And Michonne, and then later Daryl is helping them to get out, and they get uh, they go towards Terminus, and it's just kind of Rick's really turning into a savage, savage. <laughs> and when he and that people. unit, yeah, and the, and the invincible unit that they became with Daryl and and Michonne, and and when they uh, find out what they really they were really doing to people in this Terminus. Um, and then when they think that okay they got him and they put him into the uh, they lock him in the uh, the caboose train car, or, yeah. train car and Rick is like it's all good it's it's basically he was like it's it, they picked the wrong people to f with <laughs> we're just gonna kill him you know it's like he had that look on his face and everyone looked at him like what do, do you realize we're trapped and he just and I love that last little look on his face where he's. He's completely crazy. He's like Rick is completely. He is. He is. 
he is taking on everything that Shane said he should have done. Like Shane was like, "You should. You're not man enough." He was like, "I'm man enough now." He's like, "I'll kill every last one of them that threatens us." See if they, he, if they made if they made that episode now, they probably would have done a, a you know an f bomb drop where they just drop oh, the audio because they do that so much on other shows now. Yeah. Or so they probably would have you know gave him the actual line where he's oh, like, they're, "Perfect." They're, they had, they're, yeah. they're effing with the wrong people instead of yeah. screwing with the wrong people. Right. So, all right. But they had that alternate cut in the in the DVD and the Blu-ray. Yeah, on the, on the DVD, yeah. yeah, they got yeah they do. You know yeah. what he meant though. I was like, <laughs> Not I, enough, but it's like I wish AMC would you know sack up and actually you know let him have, have it. I know, I know. And, and Andy Lincoln was pissed about that. He wanted to use that that you know the, the one take where he uses the F word, but they ended up using the other yeah. one. And, yeah. You can tell the look on his face and the way that and Daryl just kind of synced in with the group like. You know, when he when he gets with Daryl, it's kind of like nothing bad can happen to them. They, You're they my brother. Much, yeah, they pretty much take care <laughs> of business. And then you add Michonne to to the mix, and it's like, no, nah, we we got this. It's, it's our. It's, it's, <laughs> These chumps don't know what they got waiting for. No, to be fair, all of them were screwed unless Carol didn't come along. Like they would have been. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Number three, we'll talk about that. <laughs> oh yeah, that's coming. I mean, Carol. Yeah, Carol. Carol's the other one. Carol's the other one. When that group, it's it's the group, man. <laughs> So my number four was the same as Chubbs, uh, Better Angels. So, again, it's uh, we've talked about it. That's a, just a great episode. We heard the clip. I mean, just so much happened to the wrapping up of Shane's storyline and just a really, really great way to uh, to wrap that up. All right, so on to trivia. Let's see who is next here. Going in reverse order. Aaron, you're next. You're up, sir. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, this is, this is actually really good. Which is a title of a season two episode of The Walking Dead? Is it A... Home turf, B, dead is dead, or C, trigger finger. Trigger finger. Wow, you got it. Awesome. That's wow. the one. That's the one after the after Nebraska. Wow. Um, oh, and they, they they deal with. I was going over all these episodes, guys, to get this list up. <laughs> that's, wow. that's that's where what's it? Rick and Terry. Like they just he just Rick just shot them in the face, and now they have to deal with the aftermath of that. <laughs> you got it. That's exactly it. So good, that's good call. Like the, that, that little punk Randall breaks his leg. Or Randall, whatever. right? Yeah. They have to drag him. <laughs> That's and it. That, oh, that's. I remember that one too because that's where like Glenn and everyone have like shotguns and they're getting like headshots from like fifty feet away every single time they take a shot. It's like, come on, guys! Like, what are we doing? Even this Herschel was taking people out with a little handgun, yeah. right? He was, yeah. yeah. Every, yeah. <laughs> every single one of them was amazing with guns. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, Rich, going back up to you, number three for you. Well, number three, uh, like I said earlier, at, uh, uh, season three, episode twelve, clear. There you go. I mean, this episode, I mean, we've already discussed it, but Lenny James, hands down, great. And to see him back, and again, the whole bond with um, Carl and Michonne. Michonne starting, and just, and, and the whole thing with Carl going to rescue that picture mm. and all that. I mean, just, yeah. it was it was a good episode. So I really enjoyed it. Okay. Russ, you're number three. Yeah, same. Clear. Uh, I think we were clamoring for quite some time to get some uh, depth out of Michonne and to see her evolve and and to participate in the show other than just kind of standing there looking, scowling, not really showing any personality. And so uh, this episode did that, number one, but then the bonding between her and Carl was, was really something. Uh, I, I remember at the time being really positive on this. And then, of course... You know, like we said, Lenny James coming back was was just a, a nice bonus. So clear. That's it. Good, good one, Jim. You number three. Uh, my number three was no sanctuary. 
Damn it. Uh, or, as I, or as I like to call it, Carol <laughs> kicks everyone's ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice. She's in one. My girl Carol goes in and saves the day from Terminus. Just all all out action, balls out action. <sighs> so good. So good. It's also, I'm looking at IMDb now, it's rated 9.6. It's one of the highest rated episodes of the show. It's just Nicotero. Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. incredibly yeah. satisfying to watch, that's for sure. Yes. Like, and Carol's always been one of my favorite characters, and just to see her, like, just... She's like Rambo. Like Captain, I mean, she's... Captain, Captain Competence in, the, in this episode <laughs> was just incredible. She was a commando. It was great, and I love to see it. So. She, she kills Tasha Yar, too. I mean, it's just like it ends. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. great. Uh, I have a uh, clip from that one. I'll play that now. What was it? I'm curious. And it was a big bag. You're really going to let me do this? Well, let me take you out there. I'll show you. Not going to happen. This might. There's guns in it. AK-47. 44 Magnum. Automatic weapons. Night scope. There's a compound bow and a machete with a red, red handle. That's what I'm going to use to kill you. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up, huh? <laughs> Great stuff. That opening scene too was chilling with the, you know, when they. Oh yeah, because they're slicing open necks, necks. On, like the, yeah. on the thing, including the penguin who's on Gotham now, Robert R- R- Taylor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was just yep. uh, still sticking. And they keep it. running through the warehouse and finding more and more creepy stuff in the room with all the writing in it and all the names and right never yeah, again great, or something. Yeah, it's right. A, yeah, it's yeah. a great. Uh, it's a great amusement park haunted house ride. That's for sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Universal Studios uh, Halloween tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great to hear, hear Daryl talk about that last episode because this was to pay off from that. You know. It's just a great one of my still one of my favorite episodes of the show. Yeah, Number three good. for me, Aaron. And I want to just to backtrack on that one real quick because it didn't make my. Uh, it's not in my honorable mentions either. But the episode four walls and a roof that is an honorable mention. That's mm-hmm. that that follows up on the terminus, the termites because that's when Gareth and everyone gets killed. Damn, that's where Rick Rick makes good with his uh, yeah with his threat there. <laughs> I, it, that's the you know it's a good payoff to a good startup. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as far as my. Ep- my next three are these are all the ones I knew were going to be on my list right away. Um, and so they're basically splitting hairs as far as the ranking. But this is my three. It's clear, like you guys have mentioned. Okay. I, I I do think Clear is a, ter- a terrific episode. One of the easily one of the best episodes of The Walking Dead. Um, it does everything right um, for me as far as it, it you know it gives the characters room to breathe. It has Lenny James back, who I think is terrific, and. Um, yeah, it, it, like Jimmy was saying, it really confirms Michonne as a, as a strong character as far as representing both the comic form and what the the actress Nigerera is able to you know kind of do with that performance, as well as give Carl something to do as well, having him be able to latch onto somebody. Um, it, it's strong work there. There's a lot of good stuff as far as the kind of thematic work. There's a whole like thing about this hitchhiker that they see at the beginning of the episode, mm. and at the end of the episode they find the de- the hitchhiker's dead at that point, and Greg still stops. Yeah. He still stops the car to grab the backpack, <laughs> exactly. Because uh, it's like, well, that's what we got to do. There's a whole bunch of setup with involving Morgan. Where you, Before we know Morgan's around, we just know somebody's in the town. Because this is where Rick is from. Like That's where they go back to his you know hometown, essentially, to find stuff. And like they go into a house, and there's all these signs and traps and like things that are they're like, finding up that say, like, I warned you and whatnot. There's like an axe that's set up to come down and crush a guy and things. <laughs> there's all this crazy stuff going on until you finally get to Morgan, who's dressed up like a commando. Uh, but yeah, it's just a, and then you, you know you see how broken down he is at this point because he lost his son and all this. And yeah, 
it's just a, it's just a really strong, well written episode all around. It's it was one that really showed me what. Gets, given that I was dealing with a lot of governor stuff, I didn't like. I was like, oh yeah, the show can be really good when it wants to be. So yeah, that was uh, that's <laughs> why Clear is very high on my list. Good one, Daryl. You're number three. Well, my brother Jim took it from me. But uh, it was my next one because of the episode I picked before. But uh, season four, episode 52, No Sanctuary. Uh, it's basically I picked it because Jim, <laughs> Jim and me picked it for the same reason. Carol came in and took care of business. Like it, it, when she Word. goes, when she goes, protect the group, it's done. Like <laughs> the switch goes off. It is, it is so, that's what we wanted to see. Like I know I wanted to see that. I wanted to see the group. Taking care of business, and this this is definitely uh, working overtime. Yeah, she went out there and just took took care of business and took everybody out and saved her saved her people and yeah. moved on. And they were ready to go. So. Yeah, it was good. A lot of action, and I, I love the oh. end the end of that one where you know they reunite with Carol because Carol was marooned mm-hmm. for pretty yeah. much half that season, right? Rick marooned yeah, her. Right. She was exiled. Yeah. She was exiled, right? I mean, so the scene you gotta that, go. Yeah, that they, episode um, where he exiles her indifference—that's yeah, one of my honorable mentions. Actually, yeah. I think that's a very yeah. good two-handed. You can't be two-handed. here, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then when they reunite, he goes, "This was you." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, man. My number three was uh, actually Too Far Gone. What is that? Season four, episode eight. And this oh. is where the governor returns. That's a good one. And that's takes, where, takes that's, the prison. That's where yeah. Daryl kills a tank. This is actually, nope, I wrote. Right. Hold on, can, I, can I read you my notes, please? Because I knew you were going to say yeah, that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I knew you were going to say that. So I wrote, uh, governor comes back <laughs> to take the prison. They kill Herschel. Daryl blows up a tank. And then I wrote, kill them all. That, those are my four uh, notes on that one. So. <laughs> There's 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 Daryl there's Daryl blows up a tank, but there's Daryl kills a tank. He, he a killed stand. a tank. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he kills a tank. He kills a tank. <laughs> and then the honorable tank. extreme prejudice. And then break a sweat. <laughs> this was an honorable the, mention for me. Me exactly. too. Me too. Yeah. It was on my That's my number two. Well. All right, so I'll play the clip when when we get to Chubbs then, since he said this is number two. But um, yeah, good, great episode. Well, you can play it now. Yeah, okay, I'll I'll play it right now. Too far gone. Because aren't we going to me next anyway? So uh, we, you know, you're right. So I'll play it right now. Too far gone. Yeah. Here it is. We let go of all of it, and nobody dies. Everyone who's alive right now. Everyone who's made it this far. We've all done the worst kinds of things just to stay alive. But we can still come back. We're not too far gone. We get to come back. I know we all can change. That's when that's when By Kylo Ren kills Han Solo. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the governor is the last Jedi. Yeah, that was Chewbacca right there. <laughs> 
Oh, great one. That was so good. Yeah, this one, so I mean, good. there's so so many reasons it's already been mentioned and just listening to that clip why this made my number two. But um, one thing that just stands out the most besides Daryl killing a tank is <laughs> is, 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 is the death of Herschel. I mean, yeah. that that was really a tough scene. Or just that sequence. I mean, there's so many pieces that were moving around that, but just that focusing in on that, that that was tough to watch. And man, they just did it so well. They did. I yeah. It was a, it was a very good episode. Yeah, that was Definitely. really yeah. And, and you know the way they, I think Herschel developed so much more in the show than he did in the in the comics, and he was just this, just great. Like everyone's father, he was the father figure of the whole group and the conscience mm-hmm. and. He just was so great. I, I didn't want to see him leave either. I mean, I knew, no. I guess, once the prison no. was done, he couldn't hobble with the group, and I guess that was the end of it. But, man, he was he was great. It was sad to see him go. It really oh, you was. You hated that Be- governor. You hated yeah. that governor. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But, I mean, love the character anyway, and I love the character in the comics too, but losing Dale so early in the television show, we needed that. We, I don't know. To me, he just kind of took that place, that voice, mm-hmm. and just and he I, was likable. Yeah, and oh, yeah. They they did a character that you know did him right in a, mm-hmm. through another character, and, and basically made the comic version of Herschel better because the comic version of Herschel is a raging asshole. So right, exactly. right. he's cursing exactly. people. Yeah, he's yelling all the time. Right. Yeah, it's not him. Yeah. 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 All right. So we kind of skipped over the trivia, though. I want to get back to that for one second. So actually, Jim, you're up. Okie doke. All right. Who kills? Big Tiny in season two of The Walking Dead. Is it A, Glenn, B, Tyrese, or C, Tomas? Mm. I will say A. That is incorrect, sir. The answer is C, Tomas. Yeah. Because he lived Moss. Because if you remember, he got got bit, right? And then they didn't even give him a chance to, like, live for three seconds after that. Tomas just took him out. Yeah, yeah, that was yep. that's it. All right, so it it's fun. Oh, well. All right, so Russ, what's your number two? My number two is season two, episode eight, Nebraska. That's my number one. And this was <laughs> I flip flopped on this one between uh, number one and number two probably three or four times in the last uh, couple days because I was really I was really torn over this one and. Again, a lot going on, the the aftermath of all everything with the barn. Uh, The only thing, I think what finally kicked it to number two was Lori flipping the car, uh, you know, that that whole whole bit. Because I remember when we talked about this on the show, I dinged my my buster rating of the episode because of that. Because it was just so, like, seriously, they're going to, she's going to flip the car. Because it's um, ridiculous. Yeah. That's why. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. No traffic. There's nobody on the road. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I'm, I'm overshadowing the awesomeness with, with the one moment of weakness. Uh, and it's, it's that, what really puts it over the top is that last scene when, uh, when they, they catch up, you know, they're, they're looking for, um, they're looking for, um, Herschel. Herschel. Yeah, they're looking they for Herschel. They find him at the bar. And they find him in the bar, and uh, and you know uh, Michael uh, Raymond James is there, uh, and and it's with Dave and uh, Tony. Tony, yeah, are there, and and they just have that 
it's that tension just builds and builds and builds and builds. And Tony like takes a leak like right there on the floor. He doesn't even yeah. like, go to the bathroom yeah. or whatever. It's just like, yeah. oh man. Yeah. And you just like, you know, these guys are bad news. And then Rick just pulls out the gun and just blows them both away. And it's just like, that was the moment for me. I think the show just really, uh, really showed what, what they could do with, with this. And, and at times it's obviously had ups and downs, uh, but this was, this was a really, really, uh, well done moment uh, for for this series in my that was that was the rickest Rick moment yes. ever yeah well, let me I was gonna why, say mm-hmm. I, I let, let me let one. me play that that Rick moment for all of us here we go oh good can't stay out there you know what it's like yeah I do <laughs> but the farm is too crowded as is I'm sorry you'll have to keep looking keep looking would he suggest we do that. I don't know. I hear Nebraska's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska. This guy. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Love it. I can't believe you picked that for number two. I thought no one would remember that episode but me. Oh man! Like I said, I I fought I fought with myself quite a bit about making this number one. I wonder if your number two is number one is my number two though. Maybe so. Let's see. We'll get there. So, Jim, what what's yours? Uh, My number two is eighteen miles out. Bingo! Good one. Two episode ten. Uh, just because it was Rick and Shane just beating the crap out of each other, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was an uh... Ernest Dickerson directed. Um, it's all down. I mean, just Rick. I mean, we've had all this tension between Rick and Shane since episode one, season one. Oh, just yeah. building and building and building to a head and just watch them come after it and just beat the crap out of each other in this episode was just incredible yes. to me. I mean, and then the little things about the episode too. We see the same walker at the beginning of the episode as we see at the end. In, in the in the weed, and they use that little clip in the current opening now. Yes, they do. Yeah, the, the guy in the suit, right, with the long hair, and he's kind of in the in, yeah. the, in the brush. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty I know cool. There's there's one shot where Bernthal's like being he's standing in front of a window, and like his his reflection is in the window as a zombie bursts through it. I mean, just remember like the blocking in the shot uh, incredibly well because it was just a really interesting way to you know to frame it or whatever uh just the you know it just it all the tensions they'd had for like uh you know almost two whole seasons just came to a head in this episode and just they got it all out and uh just a uh, you know great acting from bernthal and 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 uh and andrew lincoln again it's another episode that just focuses on a few characters the moral dilemma of what they're going to do with randall you know going back and forth on whether they're going to kill him or not right Again, written by Scott Kimball and Glenn Mazzara. Um, just great episode. And uh, again, another really intensely focused episode on just these two characters and their play off each other. I mean, we do get the stuff with Beth and the suicide and everything. Yeah, yeah. that was a little, yeah, no, no, no. But I mean, it just kind of was, a, you know, kind of took you away from what I thought was the main event of the episode. So my number two, two is definitely 18 miles out. Now, who directed There's that a... one again? Was it Dick- Dickinson, you said? Ernest, Ernest Dickerson yeah, directed it and uh, Gimple and Mazzara he, wrote it. He did this great callback to Tarantino. He did that in the trunk shot, kind of looking up when, when yes, Randall yeah. was in there. I love that yes. too. That was so cool. 
There's a great and, kill. And, uh, There's dry, a great kill. Dry, oh, driver's seat. I'm sorry, real quick. Uh, driver's seat. That song. Yeah. Uh, by by. Uh, uh, oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget. Whoever it was it? Uh, call back to the boogie nights. I put, I put there, that right? in my mix, <laughs> and it's like it's it's been on my MP3 uh, player mix ever since that episode. Driver's seat. That's it. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> the thing about the back half of season two, those three episodes, episode 10, 11, and twelve, that really was Glenn. Masro just that was putting his stamp on this is I'm running this show now. I mean, you could definitely tell a tonal change between the first half of the season right. and where they were here. So and I like where they were going. They were deviating actually really far from the comics in a lot of these. And yep. I mean, obviously, I guess Kirkman or whoever AMC didn't like that so much. And then, hence he's gone. But I kind of like where that was going. But we'll never, you know, that's it now. I liked it, too, except for. He, I don't know, just he was a little too cinematic. I mean, dragging out things, I don't know, just I loved what the first season, the first half of the second season, though, it was apparent that he was a little off the rails in some spots of dragging things out. Yeah, because he was Again, still, the Darabont scripts look, were still there, I think. So look at, well, look we at, did get look. the Well Walker, though. The Well Walker was cool. Looking yeah. back at season two again, I like a lot of those episodes, like as a whole, like both from both sides of it. I was, I was. There's one on my honorable mentions called "Save the Last One" that has Shane and Otis trying to like find stuff, and then Shane kills Otis eventually. Like that's a great up, and like Shane ripped, shaves off all his hair out of guilt, and so he doesn't, you know, get found yeah. out that he did what he did. Like there's some really cool that's stuff in that. That's an time. honorable mention I had to yeah. save the last yeah. one. Yeah, it's Who a good, that? episode. I, a really good episode. Mention. Yeah. 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 I thought about that one too, but as a fat guy, knowing that we're the ones that are going to get sacrificed <laughs> first in the zombie apocalypse, sure. I couldn't tell put it. that one on my list. So, ooh, child, I'm saying. <laughs> going back to going back to 18 miles out, there's a great kill shot where like three walkers pile on top of Rick, and he just takes one shot and kills three of them in the head yes. right in a row. Yeah, he sticks the gun uh, in the mouth of one of them, right, and it goes right yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, right, it, it, it shoots the other one through the back of the head of the one. Yeah, is it like yeah. a? Takeouts like doesn't like someone throw a motorcycle at somebody or something and that yeah doesn't yeah. Shane throw a motorcycle at Shane Rick does. Yeah. it like falls <laughs> on him or something bike, yeah but yeah but it's like yeah. he throws yeah, a wrench at him too like a big monkey crazy. wrench yeah yeah they were they were angry well, this is a wacky stuff at that fight yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like WWF <laughs> Aaron you're number two um my number two is the pilot episode which you mentioned days gone by days gone by uh, yeah one which i'm surprised is not higher in some of your guys list. i think the i think this is a, a terrific episode of just television in general uh when you have frank darabont directing an episode of television and shooting in you know 16 millimeter you know, established you know this this episode does everything as far as the show like it establishes exactly what show you're watching from the first seconds because the first scene of the show is rick coming upon a random little girl and shooting her in the face because she's a zombie it's like oh yeah this is the show we're watching guys like this is going to be intense and you know, yeah. Then yeah. it gets you. It gives you all the world building. It gives you wh why Rick is in the situation he is. Why he's you know. It makes you a great audience surrogate with, through him because you're waking up with him in this new world. You establish you know Shane and Rick's dynamic a bit before things you know move forward in time, and you establish Morgan, who you know as we mentioned, Lenny James. <laughs> he's a, a very strong force on this show, and I very much am happy to have him around longer these days. Um, but the there's I mean. The construction of this episode is pretty terrific. Uh, there's, I mean, speaking of the Morgan stuff, actually, there is a great, you know, but you get a lot of Morgan's character for a character you're not going to see again for 
you know, a few years, you get a lot involving his own life where he has like his wife is a zombie who's walking around outside constantly and he has to hesitate to shoot her when he's taking out zombies at night. Yeah. Uh, is the whole Rick goes into Atlanta on a horse that, you know, it's an iconic shot of him on the horse on the freeway and whatnot, right. followed by him getting into town and getting swarmed by a horde, including Buster. Our favorite it was on a walker um <laughs> and the whole like it goes into the tank and then all the walkers are just swarming on top of the tank. there's just some great like well-composed shots in this in this episode let alone it's just very entertaining it's a whole you know it's like a it's near it's basically a feat it's like a short feature uh, it's probably what like yeah. 75 minutes something like that yeah without commercials the yeah. the black the black and white version which i was very happy to you know get on blu-ray is a great way to watch it as far as preserving the kind of look of the comic book and seeing how that plays in a you know on a, in a cinematic form like it just it does does everything really well i was very happy that's why i stuck with this show because this, that first episode was so strong i didn't doubt it because frank darabont was doing it at the time and i was like why wouldn't i want to watch yeah. a show based off of my favorite <laughs> comic books <laughs> directed by him but uh, yeah it, it's a it still stands up but as, a, as you can tell it's number two on my list as one of the high marks of the walking dead yeah and one of the things that comes out of that 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 just never never was was you know i still would like to have seen what Darabont had planned for that bottled episode of just uh, the guy, the whole thing with the guy in the tank. Yeah, just, the army unit. Whatever, how they, yeah, uh, everything that happened with the army and the fall of Atlanta and all of that stuff mm-hmm. that he was planning and we never got. But the, I still, after hearing that described, I'm like, man, I wish I could have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Daryl, how about you? Number two. Uh, I don't know if anybody picked uh, four walls and a roof. Did somebody? He was honorable mention. Somebody said. I mentioned yeah. it as. Well. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that that was my my pick. Uh, it was season five, episode fifty four. It was just something emotional about it. Um, yeah. When uh, they barricade, you find out about uh, the the great uh, preacher Gabriel, what he's done, and uh, <laughs> at poor Bob. You 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 know what happens to Bob when he leaves the church after he tainted meat, tainted meat, tainted meat, sacrifice him. Kind of just saying, you know, eat me, it's fine. I don't care. Uh, I'm poisoning <laughs> you anyway. Um, and then you you think you you. I mean, and I was so mad when you're like Rick, don't follow him all the way over there. Don't follow Gareth. You know, like the group and go way out. And Gareth is coming. To, to pretty much kill them in the church. And when Rick and company come in, I just, there was just so, such a, <laughs> I was so happy to he, watch the murder. He's like, why didn't you shoot me? I don't want to waste the bullets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to see them just pretty much wipe them out. Like it was just vindication to get these guys. I've been wanting these guys to get killed for the last two episodes. And it was just, uh, and just the reaction of them at the big, they were the big bullies, you know, they were the, the bullies and the reaction of them uh, coming against a, a force that uh, was stronger than they were. And it was just the way they played it. It was just so satisfying to see those kills. And the way they killed them was gruesome. I mean, yes. you saw you know Rick with the machete on Gareth and you saw like Sasha go, like, stabbing this guy a hundred times in the neck. The one that was hassling uh, Tyrese, that guy. Yes. Right? Gotta go. Stabbing him a hundred times in the throat, the neck. I mean, it was just great. And, you know, Abraham Every, too. Yeah. I mean, and, and if they say this, show, I mean, if people say this show brings out the worst of people when they watch it, so what? They deserve to die. And I hope they, hope they burn in hell. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that was definitely uh, definitely an episode that I never will forget. That's a good I mean, one. as as one that likes to dig into 
I don't know, the psychology behind people's responses to The Walking Dead when I can, you know, look at it. Not that I go too far in depth with it. I do think there's a, obviously it's a heightened universe and I'm not going to, you know, there's a, a level of justification for the actions going on, but I think it does paint a pretty interesting portrait of Rick's frame of mind and how he goes about taking care of this horrible group of people. Uh, and that's why I really like this episode. I mean, cause there's, you know, not everybody's cool with like how things go down in this episode. Like there's, there's the group that actually go through with it, but they're mm-hmm. also the ones that are looking at what's happening and they're not sure about like how this is played out and that if they don't want to keep proceeding down this line. Yeah, and especially that, and, Glenn. Yeah. Yeah Glenn, yeah. Glenn, especially. Yeah. And you know, and Rick in this season, there's, a good, I like the arc for Rick in this season particularly because there is a lot of how far is he willing to go after what, like season when he basically when he bites out Joe's neck. Yeah. And from there, it gets him pr- to pretty dark places where he gets right. to the point of being super crazy by the end of the episode where he gets to Alexandria and you know kills or yeah kills Porch Dick and is covered in blood and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> right. Or even gets in the brawl in the street with Porch Dick before he kills Porch Dick. <laughs> uh, there's you know there's a, there's a lot of interesting things going on as far as the mind frame mm-hmm. of these characters and I think Four Walls and Roof that's a really it's a really interesting episode to me uh, beyond just the visceral thrills of, you know, seeing how things play out. There's a lot of really cool stuff going on uh, as far as the themes of this show, of the show. Yep. So uh, my number two was No Sanctuary. So we already talked about that one. That's the season opener of season five. Uh, season five, episode one. I mean, again, it's just the the badass Carol as Rambo. I mean, mm-hmm. Rick mowing down those termites with the AK-47. He took out like seven or eight of them, just live ones, not walkers. Just like, boom, just mowing down people like crazy. I, I loved it. The nonstop action. The re, you know they reunited at the end. That was I just loved it. If they can sprinkle that in a little bit more, I, I, I'm again I'm more of the action junkie, I guess, and uh, that really was very satisfying to me to see pay back these guys that were terrible. These were bad guys, oh, yeah. so it was oh, really yeah. really good to see that. Uh, so we're on to trivia now, and I think it is Russ's turn. Russ, are you uh-huh. ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do it. All right, in season four. What is painted on the back windshield of the car that Beth is kidnapped in? Is it A, wings, B, cross, C, skull? Cross. Cross is correct, sir. Very good. You guys are nailing this trivia today. I just want to say, the only question I have not known was the one you asked me. (laughs) (laughs) I've known every single other one. And I want to say, I give my appreciation to Jim for getting it wrong, so that when I get mine wrong, because I probably will, I won't be the only one. Yeah, but we're still going to make fun of you more. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, of course. (laughs) To to Jim's defense, I would have gotten that one wrong, too. Or if I got it right, it would have been because I just totally guessed. Same. Absolutely. Pretty much. All right, here we are, folks. We're up to our number one episode of The Walking Dead. Again, Uh-oh. starting with Richard Chubb. What is your number one? All right, let me get a drum roll going. Get a drum roll. Actually, this episode means a lot to me. Um, it wasn't so much the character leaving the show as much as the actor, um, but there is a lot of scenes in this that are really good, but just the ending scene between two brothers and what happens in ep- uh, season three, episode 15, this sorrowful life where uh, we see Daryl having to kill zombie Merle. And mm. I mean, there's a lot that happens. I mean, this, you know, in this episode, but that, that really sticks out in my mind. And I mean, when I think of walking dead, I, it's weird that two characters that are not in the comic book at all are the two things. There are the one moment that sticks out in my mind the most in this show is 
those two brothers in that end scene. So was powerful to me. Good up. Yeah, I Written think it's one of the best Merle episodes too. I mean, really, you show you see a lot of sides of him. He talks to Daryl, right. and he's you know, he, then he kind of has this breakdown, a breakdown, but a change of heart with Michonne. Michonne kind of breaks him down a little bit, and you know, he's trying to de- decide: is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? And he really, you know, comes to terms with all that and sacrifices himself. Honestly, at the end, he does. Yeah, yeah. I, I love Merle. I wish they could have. I mean, obviously, he's too big of a probably too big for the show a little bit, but I mean, they could have kept him on a little bit longer. I wouldn't have minded. Well. It's interesting. I have here <clears throat> what um, Robert Kirkman's explanation on his death was, and mm. it's uh, to quote him here. It says, important to note that running out of story isn't a reason to kill a character. Having more story to mine isn't a reason to keep a character alive. It's what story comes out of it and what does the story change with death. Um, Daryl Dixon has become a very important character in the show, and his character had changed and evolved in interesting ways over the course of the first three seasons. Having Merle back was always planned to be somewhat of a temporary thing. We wanted to see how Merle's return would affect that character, and seeing Daryl revert to past behavior to bad behavior was something we really wanted to explore. But in the end, Daryl had moved past that character, and we wanted to get back to him not having that brother altering his behavior moving forward or influencing him in any way. Merle's death was really about activating Daryl in an interesting way that will pay off in season four, which it did. <laughs> I mean, um, that means we, could, we couldn't afford him on the, on the renegotiate. That's what that really means, right? Pretty well, much. <laughs> I, I feel like they got, I got just enough of Merle. I feel like they did a really good job of inter- I agree. Give, giving, giving him time separate from Daryl to reintroduce him to the show so he doesn't have the brother to interact with, and then having the couple episodes they did putting him back together again to show what that of interesting dynamic that would be, given how Daryl has evolved over the course of the show. I thought they did a good job with that. And what's interesting, like for you Super Marvel fans there, Aaron, is, um, you know, Rooker was approached for Guardians of the Galaxy before this, and he wasn't going to be able to do it except for a small role, small cameo. And after he found out that he was exiting Walking Dead, that gave him a bigger role into what he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. So ultimately, this turned out to be a win-win uh, I don't know about that Walking for everybody. Ed and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, you I don't know even, about that. You don't like Guardians? No. Shut you up. You didn't know that? <laughs> Shut up, Joe. <Jeff. laughs> I don't know. Um, Usually Daryl and I are talking DC, so we don't talk Marvel very much. I did not know that. You, well, it's not. Yeah. You might have forgot. I don't know why you would forget. But you I was going to say, that. he's pretty he much like the one person. He's the one person who doesn't like Guardians. Given um, what I saw at Comic-Con, there's a lot to expect from Michael Rooker in uh, Volume 2, just saying. Yep. <laughs> um, the, I, I, will, I will say this, by the way, since you're going to throw me under this Marvel bus. I, have, I own far more DC Comics than I do Marvel Comics, which is why I want those movies to be better. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, <laughs> Russell, what's your number one? Yeah, so mine is 18 Miles Out. All right. And- Again, I think this was I the first. We say one and two. Yeah, crazy. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, less than thirty minutes before we started recording, I flip flopped them, and they, yeah, uh, I had I had uh, Nebraska number one for quite some time, and then I, I flip flopped them. But this was one of the first episodes, character focused or mostly character focused. I think the Rick and Shane uh, dynamic was just was what we were kind of clamoring for. We knew that things were going to come to a head with those two, uh, and it did. And just the concept of them having to take this guy and, you know, instead of just putting a bullet in his head and burying him out where they were, they, they you know, they were just 
literally going to drive him out and, uh, you know, you know, take him far enough away that he couldn't be a problem anymore. Uh, it, it was just kind of an interesting, it, you know, especially because this happened after Nebraska. So we know that Rick had no compunction to, you know, put a bullet in somebody who th- he felt was a threat. So th- there was a lot of interesting things going on in this episode. And, uh, I just, I, I think it was well-directed. I think it was well-edited. Uh, and I, I just liked the, the smaller nature of it, uh, compared to, you know, again, very ensemble cast, fairly large cast, uh, to to kind of go with a smaller episode, I I really appreciated that. Yeah, that's a good one, Jim. You number one. My number one was Nebraska. Like like <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Like the two, I mean, the two of us had the same number one and number two. Um, not only you know the scene that we talked about the you know the Rickest Rick moment uh, you know up to that point in Rickstery. <laughs> yes, in in the dictatorship that I mean that came out later, but um. Yeah, not only that, I mean, this is where we really started to get the more of the depth on Herschel. Because up to that point, Herschel was just being, you know, he's kind of closed closed off from the group. You know, kind of like, you know, you can stay here, but, you know, you can't, you know, sit down on all these rules and everything. And you just kind of, Scott Wilson kind of started to give the um, character of Herschel, at least in my mind, watch, rewatching the episode, a little more depth in this episode. You know, kind of get a little more of the backstory, a little more of the reasoning behind why he did what he did with the barn and everything. And, uh... Again, you know that that moment there that you you played the clip of before, and uh, just, I just it was just amazing. I I know I keep saying it, but I didn't think anyone would would think of or or mention this episode even in this top five recap. But yeah, uh, Nebraska is my number one. Who would have thunk that like all these season two episodes are are leading our lists out of the whole series? That's like. It's crazy. It's crazy because yeah. we lament season two. Oh, it was so slow. It was this and that. We go back. There's actually some really, really good episodes in there. Wow. Huh. Uh, Aaron, you're number one. Well, speaking of season two, I have an episode from season six. Um, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Touché, sir. Because then you don't um, get paid by the segue. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, that episode is season six, episode four. Here's not here. This is the uh, 90th yeah. episode focused oh, entirely yeah. on Morgan. Eastman. Um, no other characters from the main cast except Morgan um, and, I guess, a wolf cameo. And, yes, the character of Eastman, played by John Carroll Lynch, a great character actor. And, of course, Tabitha the goat. How could we forget? Uh, um, rest in peace, Tabitha, yes. She was great. This this is such a, a giant swerve um, as far as The Walking Dead was concerned. It came after the whole, like, is Glenn not dead, Glenn? Ep- is Glenn dead or not episode? Which was like, <laughs> all right, that happened. And rather than sad, at, at what? At, at, Schrodinger's like, Glenn. At, at the same, at the same <laughs> time, I'm thinking, like, oh, so we're not going to get an answer to this Glenn question this week? That's frustrating. I'm thinking, oh, I also get this great, like, 90 minute episode focused entirely on how Morgan gets out of the And like, it, it is it is a it is a perfect episode of television. Like I think it's I think it did everything wonderfully. Um, even without adding you know anybody else in the cast, I was very happy to see such a great dedication to justifying how this character is the way he is, why he's so dedicated to being this way as far as his aikido training and his art of peace studying. Right. I thought it was a great like introduction of a character that's only you know around for one episode. But John Carroll Lynch is such a great actor, and the two of them play off each other so well that I didn't mind that I'm just spending time 
outside of everything else that's going on to watch this take place. I thought there's a lot of great thematic work here as far as Morgan's character, who we've established in the first episode of the, of, you know, the very first episode of the series, getting to clear and then getting to this point, even after already being re- reintroduced to the character, getting, you know, more of that backstory of how he got back to being the way he is currently. Oh, yeah, I love exactly. seeing all that. It's such a great uh, diversion from the plot, yet it seems so essential given what Morgan represents in the grand scheme of things, given what Rick's mind frame is, what Carol's mind frame is, and where Morgan is. They're, you know, they're very different and they're very, they've become the three of them, among other things here or there. They're very different, you know, kind of endpoints of the show as far as what it's trying to do. And having an entire episode that gives you all of that, since you don't have the luxury of having Rick with you and Carol with you for the, you know, majority of the series. This did a great job of catching me up exactly with where this guy's mind is, why it's that way, and why he's so dedicated to that art, as well as just being a really cool episode. There are some good zombie deaths. There's some good fight sequences. There's good character dialogue. Cheese dialogue making. Sequ- there's good cheese yeah. making, of yes. course. There's um, um, one of the best like story arc dovetails in The Walking Dead for me anyway. Is you know you have Morgan and Rick at the first episode, right? Then you have Clear, where Morgan is out of his head, and Rick is relatively sane. Right. Then we have the next time Rick and Morgan meet again, Rick is bloodied, has his gun out. I didn't, you know, you know, he's like, he just killed Porch Dick. Yeah. He just killed (laughs) Porch Dick, like covered in in the dude's blood. And Morgan, because of this episode, and it was one of my honorable mentions because I love this episode as well, Aaron. It really stood out for me. You know, Morgan has found his way back from that insanity just in time to see Rick go over the edge. And I always thought that was one of the best story arc dovetails that they've done in this series. I just thought it was great. I completely agree. And the season five finale, Conquer, is one of my honorable mentions as well. That's where Morgan finally, you know, he's been kind of teased in the little after credits things, but that's when we finally arrived and he takes down the wolf in the opening scene. Right. But there's that great moment where Aaron and Daryl are about to get, you know, basically killed by zombies. They're all outside the car they're hanging out in. And then Morgan arrives and saves them. And Daryl asks that Daryl asks him, why or Aaron asks him why and Morgan's response is because all life is precious oh. and it's just like it's, yeah. just a, it's like I don't know where that's coming from but that's great that is a great right. meeting of that line it's perfectly some given that I don't know too much about Morgan's way of life beyond just seeing him interact with things that's just a great encapsulation of everything he seems to represent and getting a whole episode that you know really digs into what that line of dialogue means to him I thought is terrific and that's why this is my number one episode of The Walking Dead yeah, very good. Daryl, you're number one, sir. Uh, my number one is season two, episode seven, <laughs> pretty much dead already. Hey. Oh, yeah. I'm sensing ep- a trend. <laughs> uh, that episode where we go through the whole thing with the barn and what's in the barn and where's Sophia, where's Sophia. And uh, when we finally, finally open up that barn and and those zombies come out and and we see at the end we see that see little sophia zombie sophia walking out and rick has the shooter shooter dead i think that that was really the beginning of the descent of uh the group especially rick like that that killed a little part of all of them Mm. When that yeah. happened, I think like they there was just that hope, like you know, Daryl went through the whole thing of I can find her, and you know, like you know, it was almost like if we find Sophia, we kind of find the hope that we lost uh, being stuck in this world, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't get it. You there is no happy ending for this for this uh, thing, and it's a child. I mean, and and for it to be a child, and 
and to not get that happy ending that usually TV likes to do, well, American TV likes to do, especially to have the little happy, happy uh, uh, reunion. And we just don't get it. She's, she's, this is the world we're in. This is the horrible, horrible world. People die, good or bad, they die. And uh, it just it just had meant something. It was just that that moment. I love how Shane loses it a little bit too in this episode. Like, oh, yeah. he's done. He's yeah, done. He's, he's like, dead, dead, dead. Right. Shoot the things <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. yeah. How could they come back from that? Boom. Chest yeah. shot, headshot. Like, <laughs> whatever part, I think that that was what killed Shane, period. Like, whatever part of humanity Shane had left, I think that's it. I think that was it. Yeah, he's probably. done. He tells Dale, you, he's, he's pretty much dead already, right? Because you're pretty much yeah. dead already. Is it? <laughs> he's done. Because well, I, 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 I really love the end of this episode. My, just my biggest problem with it is the whole Dale stuff. Where This is the one where Dale steals all the weapons and like runs yeah. away. He takes a garbage yeah. bag and hides him in the woods somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, so Dale silly. is such a, like, I, I just couldn't handle what Dale <laughs> so was doing. Silly. But then Shane was the best. He's like, oh, we haven't been in the woods lately. We don't know where this is, right? <laughs> he's like, come on. I was, I was always so sad that TV Dale never lived up to comic book dale you know? yeah i agree 100 yeah. percent agree between him and tyrese those are the two right tyrese is the other one yeah. yeah tyrese started out strong yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, that's true and went down a slippery slope what once once carol burned his girlfriend then yeah everything went to hell for tyrese <laughs> set him on fire Done. one of my favorite done deaths <laughs> of carol <laughs> that episode where he died is really good though the way they did oh yeah it. they brought the yeah. governor back Remember that? Yeah. And then I mean, the flashback? That, that with Tyrese, like, yeah. But um, yeah, the rest of it, I really enjoyed. Oh. That's it. All right. So my number one is season three, episode one, Seed. And All right. this this changed the whole show for me. It really Because it really, if you remember, we ended season two. You know, this is not a democracy anymore. It's the beginning of the dictatorship. The whole cold open, it was, they didn't speak one word. They were like this, this finely honed team that just took mm-hmm. this house they didn't say one line of dialogue the whole thing because they had, they had to survive the whole winter on their own between the end of season two and the beginning of season three then they find the prison they take the prison uh i mean we got the introduction of stuff and things okay from rick we heard that line <laughs> i mean there was so and we lose herschel's leg i mean this is it was yeah. so much happened in this episode but yeah. it was it was just triumphant like our group took this prison down with nothing like they just they just they just totally owned it i love seeing that there was even a little scene i remember when rick is like firing uh off the one of the towers he smiles for half a second I'm like gee rick actually smiled like it's like wow they, they actually had some kind of triumph and i thought that was really really uh important but it set the tone for the whole rest of season three i think and i think oh, pretty yeah. much the rest of the show because they went from being afraid of everything afraid of the walkers in the woods and afraid of everybody they're like now they're more of a fighting force everybody including maggie um, you know, every even Carl, they had silencers on their guns now, which they didn't have before. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- they really, it, it stepped up their level of of badassness a lot, uh-huh. and uh, I thought it was great. So I got a little clip from that one. I thought it would be on more of your list, but uh, I got a little clip from that one. Stuff and things. We can handle it. I know it. These assholes don't stand a chance. I appreciate everything you're doing, and we all do. But it's been a death march, and they're exhausted. Can we just enjoy this for a few days? Oh. Maybe we're here in a few days. It's no time for a picnic. No, it's time to get the house in order. What do you think I'm doing? Your absolute best. Don't patronize me. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
the baby is about to be here, and we need to talk about what about happened. About what? Things. We've been avoiding the most... You, you want to talk? Don't do Herschel. I'm doing stuff, Lori. Thanks. Jesus. Isn't that enough? <laughs> and here's Herschel's leg being chopped off. No oh, good. Oh, great. <laughs> Let's get in there. <laughs> squish. Squish, squish. You can count the squishes, yes, yeah. Here's another one. <laughs> Rick goes, oh! Mm -hmm. <laughs> doesn't in the comic, doesn't he, does, someone gets an arm or something cut off, doesn't like Rick like cut off a piece of a beard and like throw it onto the, the leg or something? Isn't that a thing? I, I don't know. I don't remember I don't seeing that if it was. It's been a while since I read that. Yeah, it's been there's, like, there's like a prison con when they in the comic version where he like cuts off a piece of the beard and he like uses it to help like clot the blood before he like puts it. It's a neat detail I was just thinking about when I was looking at these episodes. It sounds pretty cool. I don't remember I don't remember seeing that, but it could be. And um there's all other scene where if you remember he rips the gas mask off one of the zombies and the whole face gets ripped off and there's so many great moments in this one. I just I just this I love this one. It's definitely my favorite episode of all. Of the whole series so far. All yeah, right, that, time for that, our f that, that, uh, that stuff and things thing. I forgot that it's it's pretty it's very condescending the way he says it. Like it's not like he's saying it because he thought that was clever. He's just being condescending to Lori. Right. He's just like, making it's kind of funny. Really? <laughs> like he's making fun of for what she said, and that's why he says it. So. It's great. It, it, it's about it's, stuck. It's, yeah. I, res I respect the meme more because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so time for our uh, final uh, trivia here. And Chubb, you're up. You ready? All right. Are you ready? Yep. Are you sure. Okay. This is this is this could be a tougher one, but let's see. In season three of The Walking Dead, which character is the first to discover the burnt up Walker pits in Woodbury? Is it A. Shumpert, B. Andrea, C. Milton? Hmm. I hope there's a character named Sumpert. <laughs> I think I think it was Andrea, but I don't remember. That is incorrect. It is A. Shumpert. So Shumpert, if you remember, was Martinez's kind of like henchman, right? It was Martinez and Shumpert with the two uh the two henchmen for the governor. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the one that's, yeah. one that's not yeah. Martinez. The one that's not Martinez, right. He did have I a name. Yes. Martinez is the one that sticks out to me. The others is just Guys. Yeah, it's so I, I know him as like the bad guy in Crank. Like that's why I think of Martinez. I can't think of the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little tougher one. Sorry about that, Chubb. But now Aaron can make fun of you. So there you go. You suck, Chubb. Yep. <laughs> that's that's all like. I couldn't let Jim just hang out there by himself. <laughs> I picked him at random. I swear, the whole car. I just picked one out. That's it. Should we start doing Shumpert ratings though? By the way, Shumpert. <laughs> <laughs> And we never saw him die, though. We just heard about him dying. Like, uh, the governor <laughs> asked probably, about him. How did Shumpert go? He was probably a yeah. tank. <laughs> the Shumpert scale. The Shumpert scale. That's right. Can I, can I go over my other lists? So, <laughs> all right. So, go, explain what are the lists you have, because we're not prepared as, as you are. You, you, you live Moss, man. So, tell us what you got. Well, so I have a list of like, what I think are the worst episodes of The Walking Dead. But I've, I also went to the above and beyond with ranking the various episodes of the webisode series, or the whatever you want to call it, the Fear of the Walking Dead 
Hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell, Liv Moss. I've ranked, <laughs> I, I've ranked the top five of those eight episodes so far. So that means this this list is ongoing because we haven't seen the other half of these episodes, you know, this very important series yet. <laughs> and I'm also, and I, I did that as like a challenge from Chubbs, essentially. But I also ranked, I went out of my way and ranked the episodes of Flight 462, my top five there as well. Oh my God, I can't remember the all sold of them, the like... most band candy? <laughs> what, what, sorry? Were you the kid who sold the mass, most band candy in school? You know he did. <laughs> I never got to do the candy thing in school. I wish I did. I probably would have sold a lot of candy. That said, you want me to go through this list right now? Please do. Do okay. it. Okay. Do it. Let me. I'll let me do Fear, Fear the Walking Dead Flight Four Six Two first. Right, number number five, Part One. That's where they board the plane, and there's an ominous shot of the one woman who's like, "What's going? on? <laughs> something suspicious." No one will be seated during the gripping boarding the plane scene. Yes. Um, <laughs> Then there's part eight. This is where the U.S. Air Marshal reveals himself, and then they try to defibrillate the guy who they think has just died because he died, and then at the end of it, his zombie eyes open. Cliffhanger right there. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, part, 12, part 12 is number three. Where This is where the zombie gets out of the the walker, whatever, gets out of the uh, the, the, air, the airplane bathroom and rips the throat out of his wife, and then the air marshal's like shooting the zombie, but he's only shooting him in the chest. Right. So he, then, he, then he runs out of bullets. Cliffhanger again. <laughs> uh, number two of Flight 462 is part five. This is where the lights go out in Phoenix. So like you just see the whole state like suddenly go dark. Oh, out it's the window, like, oh, you mean you see the, uh, yeah. yeah. Outside the plane, yeah, he's, look, he's looking down, he's like, oh, the lights went out. And then the last, uh, part uh, part 15 is number one. This is where everyone braces for impact and the plane's about to crash and Alex confesses that she took the last seat from the other kid's mom and he, she, and she apologizes for that. It's a very emotional uh, <laughs> uh, basically a series finale because the next episode is just what's his name? Nick Old Man Clothes just looking at the plane crashing and that's the end of it. <laughs> These are truly moments that, that defined a generation. Thanks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That was just Flight 462. Now I have the top. I know, five. I know. I mean, the top, top five. Here, this is the ones you wanted. The top five Fear the Walking Dead hashtag passage presented by Taco Bell Live Moss episodes. And there's only uh, eight of them out now, or seven, or what is it? Eight of them. Eight of them. Okay, I gotcha. the, top. the first is part seven. This is where we've discovered this character, Colton, and he and Sierra, they don't, they don't like each other, and she and she stabs him in the leg. <laughs> Sounds like a bad uh, soap opera. Okay. It's. Part five is number four here. This is where they find that chained walker, and then some mysterious gunshot rings out and shoots the chain, or shoots the walker. And it's like, well, where'd that happen? What happened there? <laughs> number three is part four, where uh, uh, Sierra d- tells panicky woman to how to kill a walker with a, with a knife. She says, don't go for the skull. The knife will slip. Right. Uh, number two is part one. That's where she, the panicky woman arrives in the camp, and Sierra comes across her, and she like kills like two zombies right away. He's like, "Oh, I gotta trust this person." She kills zombies, and of course, part eight is number one, where where they the two women go in the hole. Colton's like yelling, like, "Don't go in the hole!" And then she trips on a tripwire, and we don't even know what happens from there. <laughs> we have to wait until February to figure out what happened there. Yes. Okay, wow. That's the that's the top five fear of the Walking Dead hashtag passage presented. I talk about good job, Aaron. That that was riveting. Well, I was at the edge of my seat there. You. Did you not also rank your top five Fear the Walking Dead? No, we couldn't. No, that's, 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 that's oh. un- that seemed unnecessary. You're going to make us do a re- rewatch of Fear oh. the Walking Dead? Come on, man. You're, you're pushing it, man. Yeah, I, I didn't even want to go on the Wikipedia page for Fear the Walking Dead to look up Wikipedia. Wow. <laughs> it's painful. But I, I you, do know, truly pres- you truly preserved an archive for the generations, and we think. 
I do have the worst episodes. So you have the worst episodes of of The Walking Dead. You actually picked up your top five. I picked the top five. I have nine, but I got five. I have four honorable So give us the five of the nine, the worst episodes. Let's hear this. Okay. Okay. For me, number five is the season seven premiere, The Day Will Come When You Won't Be, uh, despite the things happening as far as like, hey, there's a lot of bloodshed. I just didn't really like this episode that much, guys. We talked about it at length. Yep. It would have been great if we just had the 20 minutes of what actually happened. <laughs> it's yes, it's pretty fresh. I don't think I need to go over it no. too much. Yeah. Uh, number four, number four, season five's episode four, Slab Town. This is where we're introduced to <laughs> the Grady at, Bunch. At, yeah, the Grady Bunch at the hospital. Yes. This is, this is the, the All About Beth is what yeah. this episode's going to be called. Uh, but yeah, that's not that's not that that wasn't a yeah we we got the answers, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, number three is season four, episode seven, Dead Weight. This is the second half of the <laughs> What's the Governor been up to lately? Episodes. Brian Harriet, uh, yes, uh, the bearded governor, uh, right? Yeah. Well, well, this is this is the second half of that. So this is where he finds Martinez is in charge of things now, gotcha. and he and he and Tara and her sister and whatever like they they arrive and. The governor eventually kills Martinez, and it's really over melodramatic and whatnot. And then Governor <laughs> takes up. Those were uh, those were tough episodes of the show to get through because I don't yeah. think we were very very down on those episodes. <laughs> number two, which was an episode number two, which was an episode I missed on the podcast because you get some of you guys are way more enthusiastic than I was, given that it's my number two worst episode of the show. Is season four, episode twelve? Still, this is the one with just oh, Beth yeah. and Daryl just drinking moonshine and being really you know yeah that was rough being at each other yeah that was boring uh, or no i like jordan really loved this episode and all you know more all power to him like i'm happy yeah. to you know you like yeah. an episode you like it but i was just bored off my mind on this episode just seeing too. basically beth doesn't do well for me on the walking dead and she gave the middle <laughs> uh, finger to the fire or something like that right at the end that was a yeah, they, they burned down a house and they're just yeah. flipping off the foot yeah that's crazy that yeah. that was the episode i think i almost stopped watching it <laughs> I think I thought about it. I really did. Almost I, threw I the almost towel right there. Yeah. I almost did. If they're going to continue like this, I was out. Like I was too, not going to continue. Too much singing. Is it, was it too much singing, Daryl? Yeah, too much singing. <laughs> you, know you know how I feel about that singing. And number one, uh, season four had the worst episodes for me. Apparently, it's the first half of the Governor saga, live bait. Oh, season live, four, yeah. episode six. This is where we find the Governor who grows a giant fake beard. <laughs> and there's like there's like sad music playing where he like walks drunken around the street and there's right. like walkers they don't attack him because he's so disheveled they're like he must be one of ours he looks so sad like it's a lot of that nonsense plus we introduced to Tara before Tara was you know an enjoyable character to watch it's just annoying Tara along with the rest of her like family I just I could I couldn't get into these episodes these are the the, the governor stuff didn't do it for me and no yeah that's, so that's where we are we've had some rough ones along the way but we've had some good ones too and I know it was hard to narrow down the top five a lot of us had honorable mentions and um, I'm surprised the Grove yeah. didn't make it on more of you, you guys. Like that's more of like a well-regarded yeah. episode too. It was right? in my right. honorable mentions, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah, the... I think all of my honorable mentions were on somebody's list. So no sanctuary, the Grove, and A. And A, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got some only... more. Oh. Uh, go, I, go, go, Jeff. I, I'm just gonna say the only one that I have all my uh, my honorable mentions that hasn't already been spoken before. Uh, here, here's not here. Like I said, like uh, Aaron mentioned, too far gone, made to suffer. Uh, were the other ones uh, wildfire? The last episode of season the first one. season, yeah. Just because of the stuff with Jenner and like the like we'd seen them go through all this, and then there was just such a big twist or turn uh, for them, and just this like weird 
like one-off stopping place and then like the end of i don't know it just really uh i got that whole like andromeda strain vibe from that episode and i was a sure. big fan of that so the that uh, my honorable mentions as well the, there's a great daryl line in that episode that i always remember i've always seen that episode like maybe once or twice in total but there, there's they're like they're all trying to get out of the cdc right and jenner's like those doors are bulletproof and daryl's like but your head ain't and he tries to attack jenner <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes off the screen and tries to use a chair and like break the door down right you, you see him oh yeah yeah <laughs> Plus, that's why Daryl's a ball. One of the few times they're actually able to get a shower. Yeah, in right. The whole series. Yeah. Until they got yeah. to Alexand- until they got to Alexandria, right? They didn't have showers for like five seasons, six seasons. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, there's another season one episode I really like called "Tell It to the Frogs," which is where yeah. Shane beats the crap out of Carol's husband Ed at Ed, the time. Ed Peltier, yeah. Yeah. Because he's yeah he's really annoyed by Rick being back and taking Lori from him essentially and so he's like vents his frustration on you know a horrible wife beater so you know it's fine. And it's also, <laughs> there's also it's also one where Merle at the beginning because I didn't like Merle in guts I didn't like the introduction of Michael Rooker as much as I like Michael Rooker I didn't really care he was just so over the top so compared to redneck Merle. racist uh, over the top yeah it was a little too yeah, much so yeah. like. This episode, it began with him begging for his life to like get because he was handcuffed to the top of the roof. He was like, he was given this really passionate like begging for his life scene before, you know, he had, had to cut his arm off essentially to get out of that scenario. Yep. It, so yeah, that was that was a strong. I, I liked that season one episode quite a bit. Um, are there other honorable mentions? What do I have here that we haven't mentioned? Oh, there's the one. Um, with Carol and Daryl consumed where they're trying to find the Beth, essentially they're on the mission to find Beth. Right. right? They're in the town. They're in the uh, Atlanta. They're in the city, right? That's the one where they, they get in the ambulance at one point, they go over the bridge. Uh, that was like a big scene in that one where they like, they're in an ambulance. Like a and van. They, they jump over the, yeah, it flips over, yeah. over the bridge, like down ground. Right. Um, let's see. What other ones? JSS. That's the one with, um, Enid. Enid. That's, Enid. That's Enid. Enid's yep. big flashback at the beginning. That's a really strong one. And the wolves that one invade. kept the... jumping on and off of my list. It did that one. Yeah, it was good. The wolves invade and everything. That's a, and um, that's where Ca- that's before that Carol and Morgan have a slap fight to settle the differences. It's just where Carol and Morgan they see how they handle things differently, and so you're really starting to see these ideologies conflict with each other. Which uh, that was just it's good stuff. Also, it has Major Dodson, so we'd have to shout him out, of course. <laughs> Major oh, Dodson. Oh yeah, totally. And, yeah. and lastly, while I'm not surprised it didn't come up, the well where Ezekiel and Sheev are introduced, who we have not seen since I know. on the show. Yeah. <laughs> that I love that episode. I think it's so over the top, wonderful compared to how dire and dark everything got. It's like, all right, now we're out with King Ezekiel and his pet tiger. Like I'm, I'm all about that. Let's see more of that. Yeah, well, I think we're going to see a lot more of them in the second half of the season. That's for sure coming oh, up. Oh yeah, sure. what they're teasing. You know, yeah. what's interesting going, thinking about all our lists and everything. I don't think anybody really brought up, you know, Abraham, Eugene, and uh, Rosita. The um, the well, one they didn't did, have much yeah. to do. Yeah, the one where um, I guess it's the one where they're trying to go to DC and they find out that what's his name um, that that um, Eugene Eugene's yeah. a liar and Abraham has yeah. all those flash. Abraham has all those flashbacks to when he was before they, you know, before he found Eugene. Yeah, that was yeah. one. I, I, I like that episode quite. A, it didn't make my honorable yeah. mention. I really like that episode. I mean, it, yeah. it's so many good hours of television. You, it's hard. You, you're splitting hairs, trying to decide which one's better than the next. I mean, it's really hard exactly, to make them yeah. stand out. That's why we're, we're struggling with this. I mean, narrow it down to five mm-hmm. was tough enough. Yeah, it was. And like, also, top, top fifteen or ten was easy. Getting it down to about five, <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Really tough. 
Yeah. You know, and no one mentioned the Vatos either, and they oh, kind of well. stick out in my mind too. So. I don't know oh. if that makes any top list of mine. I mean, maybe uh, <laughs> I don't know. Man. I'm not a huge season one fan, guys. Like, I like the first episode of that quite <laughs> a bit. But I don't know. I just, I yeah, I'm a big season one fan. So. Yeah, so in a few weeks, I guess uh, we'll be starting season uh, seven, the second half, seven B as they call it, and uh, looks pretty good. Looks like Rick's going to be reuniting and getting to know the kingdom and working with the uh, the hilltop group. It looks like it's going to be pretty good, and their produce their producers are promising a lot of action as opposed to they even had some article recently where they tried to dial back the gore a little bit in the first half of season seven. Mm-hmm. We see now, how now, well now, that worked now, for the ratings. I have, yeah, I have a rebuttal for that because okay. there was a, there was an article today when where um, Gail and Heard talked about how that's an overstatement and which is more of like someone took that information and ran with it and made a whole article about it. they didn't actually tone down the rest of the season for that i found there's a link i can share on there but that's not actually true so like they, so let me get this straight are, are they, all right let's say they toned it down for the first half of the season let's just say it's somewhat true you think in the second half they're going to dial it back up again is that what you're thinking no uh, no, no what i'm saying is they okay. didn't tone anything down the first half of the season they say the idea, they say okay well they, what what she's saying is that the idea was that the first episode was always supposed to be much higher as far as what they were doing because of how intense the situation was. But it just it, it most of the season that followed was exactly as they planned it. It just the ba- the backlash made people think that way, and some quotes got taken out of context. Kind of thing. Well, for example, the, the example they gave was like the scene where uh, whatever the guy's name was, his face was getting ironed by the governor, like. They shot it a little differently. They didn't show like every single second of his face getting burned. They kind of cut away, and then they you know, did it a little bit more artistically than they usually do. Like that's what they were trying to say. They didn't rewrite anything or change anything. They just kind of shot it a little bit less gory. That's what they were. That's what, what that's, I, I mean. What I'm what I'm reading is seeing Greg Nicotero saying flat, "No, we didn't change anything okay. as far as based off what fans thought. Like they did the show they wanted to do. That's that's what I've been reading. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll as see as, what, as, what's true. Yeah. As, as far as a response to because that become you know it became a viral article about how they to- supposedly toned down the season. They're you know they're responding to it. Yeah. So. Let's just hope it's just better. I, I really I really honestly didn't like the first half of the season. I got it really didn't sit well with me at all. I hope oh, they, they oh, dial yeah. it up a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's before not, we... I mean, it's not, even, it's not even as far as violence, or it's just more. I don't like the story that I don't like the way they're telling the story. Like I want them to do. I, if you want to be violent, be violent, but have a have a story that serves the purpose of the violence. Yeah, it just it didn't didn't fit. Didn't fit. That something was missing. Something was a little off this first half of the season. I think the ratings reflected it, unfortunately. So hopefully they'll 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 find their mojo again in the second half. So before we wrap it up, uh, can we do a quick word from our sponsor? Jim, would you be so kind as to talk about our lovely sponsor that keeps us going every uh, every episode of The Walking Dead? Uh, sure, it's DCBService.com. Uh, they have all of your pop culture needs covered at great prices with great customer service. A lot better than just some blind uh, store you buy off of on Amazon or whatever. They have everything you'd find in your previous catalog. Uh you know, that includes comics and graphic novels and T-shirts and action figures and statues and toys and all kinds of stuff. Uh, I'm just looking at some of the really cool stuff they have on special right now at Deep Deep Discounts. Aaron, I know you you and I both share a love of Cowboy Bebop. I'm looking at this incredibly sweet uh, Spike uh, uh, Spiegel Art FX statue. Uh, standard uh, retail price on that is about 150 They have it for 95.99. If I only had an extra oh, hundred wow. bucks sitting around, if any of our 
well-heeled millionaire listeners would like to get me that, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> they have all kinds of comics at all kinds of great prices. The new relaunch of the X-Men, X-Men Prime, they have for 50% off this month at DCB Service. Uh, they have all 50% off on all hardcover and graphic novels. These are better prices than you're going to find on Amazon, better than you're going to find pretty much anywhere else. And they have really great customer service. Uh, they, you know, they really go out of their way for their customers, and they're really great people to uh, to deal with. So, that's a you know double bonus for you. Great prices and great people. DCBService.com. and I know a lot of you guys have ordered stuff from them. I know I have. Uh, yeah, Russ, you had something that you had an anecdote or something I, about DCBCS. I have a quick anecdote. So, uh, recently, I'd say within the last six months or so, I ordered a couple things off of Amazon. Some larger format books uh actually the making of uh return of the jedi and the making of star wars and when when they've come shipped via amazon and i've had this problem with a couple b- books i've ordered uh from amazon they just throw the book in the box they maybe throw a little puffy uh clear plastic thing in there uh and they ship it and then the book comes and like the corners are dinged or the the dust jacket is ripped uh, and it's extremely annoying. I'm I'm really funky with my and real anal about my uh, books, especially like coffee table type books. Uh, and th- to contrast that, I ordered about six epic collections, Marvel epic collections from In Stock Trade, so the sister side of DCB Service. Uh, and those things came; uh, they were individually bagged uh, and sealed. And they use that foamy stuff, you know, that's vacuum formed to the shape of the of the box and the materials in it. All of their are like that. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, and, and even when I was ordering stuff regular monthly, more regular than I am now, it was like that. But it's just a stark contrast, um, and the prices are cheaper. So if you're looking for you know trades and hardcovers and things like that, a their prices are going to be better, um, and you know even though they don't have two day shipping. Uh, it's well worth waiting the extra time to get your stuff because you know it's going to be pristine. It's going to be it's going to come perfect. Um, and I've just had some really really bad Amazon experiences with books lately. Um, and if you so, order fifty dollars or more on your order, it's free. Yeah, shipping. it's free shipping. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I ordered six uh, Epic collections instead of you know two. So, uh, <laughs> Russ yeah. likes big books and he cannot lie, I cannot lie. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah it's just... I, I had a similar thing with uh, i was ordering the uh, some of the mcfarlane walking dead uh action figure sets like i got the um the daryl on his chopper you know driving through and, and some of the the blind bags and stuff and um you know those are pretty small and you know actually kind of fragile because they are so small and detailed and everything and i've never had a problem with them uh, bringing me stuff and, and it was always in great shape when i got it boxing in sides included so again you know great great prices great people to, to deal with so good stuff and they keep us on uh, every week so if you want to check them out dcbservice.com also we need our listeners if you're just tuning in for the first time ever uh, please go to our facebook page it is uh, facebook.com do a search for the walking dead 
TV podcast. Just hit the join button. We'll get you in. We're 813 members strong right now. And uh, even in the off season, we've got our listeners are great. They always post, you know, cute articles and memes uh, about the show, things that are happening. It's all very troll free and very, uh, very cool place to be if you're a fan of the show. So please join the group. That's also where you can leave your Buster ratings. So every episode we review, uh, you can leave your very own Buster ratings. Or for Fear the Walking Dead, we call them Toby ratings. But either way, this is the place where you can leave those and uh, be a part of the show as well. So, be sure to be sure to leave your top five episodes for all the listeners that are you know on the Facebook yeah. page. That'd yeah, be great to see too. We'll create a thread for that. Actually, that's a really good good call. And uh, I don't. Should we do a poll? No, that'd be too complicated because there's too many episodes. Poll would be, right? Yeah, there'd be too many. Yeah. So we'll just do. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll create a little thread and say here here's the new episode and why don't you leave in the comments your your top five and we can actually go over those on an upcoming show. And I think that would be that would be kind of fun to do that. We may do one more. Uh, like I said, we got the the Telltale game coming up, uh, and the new season starts. What is it? The twelfth, I believe, February twelfth. Yeah, three weeks as we record. February this, three weeks from yesterday. Uh, I believe it's uh, oh yeah, February twelfth, yeah. right? Just Sunday, 12th. and then thirteenth is when we're going to record probably that Monday. So yeah, we got a couple weeks to go. So we may do one more show. If not, uh, again, just get your get your ratings, get your top five in there. I'd love to uh, Fred, see what you guys think. You're underestimating how the people are going to react to this episode. We're going to have to do at least two more because they're going to have all this hate mail for us about how we didn't choose this episode or that episode. <laughs> I, I, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking above all that. You're right. They're going to say, you guys are crazy. What's the season two love all about? What's wrong with you guys? And how dare you take a, a Tara episode as one of your top five of all time? Daryl, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? Picking a Tara episode? I hated that episode. I know, right? Oops. <laughs> Oops, Yeah. But you never know, though, Aaron. They may critique your uh, your 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 uh, webisodes. They may critique your your passage and uh, flight four six two. You never know. I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear more and more insight about the webisodes and the love for those that I'm sure is out there. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to argue with I, with your top I, picks. I think I embrace it. I am happy to hear it. <laughs> you know, and I just want to mention how branding just sticks because now every time I pass a Taco Bell, I think of Aaron. <laughs> Aaron comes to mind every single time. Now I want it. That's Do you know so how many funny. times I've said the phrase hashtag passages presented by Taco Bell with Moss? <laughs> yeah. Just doing the recaps. That, uh, Do you, uh, you know says. how it naturally comes up in conversation? <laughs> <laughs> well, it That's does great. if the money's right. right? All right, I'm going to approach Taco Bell. DCBS is still going to be our sponsor, but you know what? I'm going to reach out to them and say, look, guys, we've given you like a thousand plugs. Can you give us a little sponsor to the show? Can you give us something? All right, some free tacos, some free tacos. I mean, yeah, on. give us something. Yeah, right? yeah come on, it's some chalupas or whatever. Maybe send us some fire sauce, some cinnamon twists. That's it. All right. So uh, again, thanks for listening, folks. And if you're again just tuning in, where can our listeners hear or see or read your other scribblings or, or thoughts out there? Uh, again, Richard, I'll start with you. Where can our listeners find you? Um, on Twitter, I'm at chubtoad zero one. On Instagram, at chubtoad zero one. Um, Pretty much everything, Chubtoad01. Uh, you can hear me on this network over at the DC TV podcast with Jim and Daryl and um, our lovely co-host, Jerry, that's come on uh, in the last year. And um, I, you can see me on the internet every once in a while. That's about it. All right, great. Russ? Uh, same place you can pretty much catch this show, hhwled.com. Uh, I try and... I'm on this show when I can, uh, and of course it's all connected, which we do you know, weekly slash bi-weekly. Um, r- lately, we've been catching up on Agents of Shield, and uh, Daryl's been joining us for that, and uh, our our recaps with Luke Cage with Iron Fist vastly approaching. 
um, and of course all the movie stuff. So it must be tough having so many TV shows to have to do. It's everything. yeah, you know, just yeah, it's just crazy. Two horse shows. <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> My God! The work you guys do. Plus, I mean, you it a metal <laughs> pin. Wow. Man, really, wow. you know, come, every other week. Wow. Come, come, wow. That's, come uh, September, well, God willing, uh, we may have three shows that we have to talk about. <laughs> three. What did the DC Jim, guys how, have how, at the most? You guys had like yeah, ten how many, or eight? Coming up on seven shows. Seven. Okay. Powerless. Yeah, pa- I the think the addition of Powerless in February will be seven shows. At the same time, simultaneously, right? Okay. Every week, all at the same time. Lucifer, um, uh, uh, Gotham, Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, iZombie, Powerless, and iZombie. Yeah, when iZombie comes back, it'll be seven or eight. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Not to mention all the releases of the cartoon movies, animated films, and all that. Yeah, Lego Batman. They got to talk about that, right? When that comes out. Daryl's <laughs> jumping for joy. I'll, I'll guest on that episode. I watch some of these shows. <laughs> All right, great, Russ. Jim, how about you? you? Same thing, DCTV. We already heard where you can you can also be found. DCTV, also on Nothing's On Nothing's with Daryl and yeah. Donnie Salvo, which is now one. weekly uh, movie and TV talk uh, on the Taylor Network of Podcast.com. You can find that there. And, of course, HHWLOD. DCTV, and uh, it's all connected with Russ, and then you've got the Walking Dead TV podcast, and it's just a wonderful place. It is. the place to be. Aaron, how about you? Uh, you can find my scribblings over on uh, thecodeofzeke.com. That's my personal blog, where you can find basically all the work that I do on various sites throughout the week, posted eventually there. You can find my babbling over on the show <laughs> Out Now with Aaron and Abe. That is the podcast I co-host with my friend abe we talk about the newest movie releases this week what did we do this week this week we talked about the founder which is the oh i really want to see that i want to see that too yeah we also have an upcoming um audio commentary track for event horizon (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one why not that's a good one and we do uh, we do commentary tracks every month. We have a lot of fun with those. But yeah, we also have our uh, weekly episodes, which of course uh, I think this week we're probably going to be talking because there's no new real big release that I wanted. Oh to come check on, out. Death Race 2050 came out this week. It was straight, oh, straight to DVD, right? right? I didn't even straight hit the theaters. Netflix. Straight, straight to Netflix. Netflix. It's already <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> but, uh, so no, no, we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the Oscar nominations, which hitched, which dropped tomorrow at the time of this recording, and um, mm. as well as the the new star that new Star Wars title, guys. Hashtag Last Jedi. There you go. In red, by the way, it makes a difference, right? Battle, yeah. Star Wars is in red. Oh, okay. so, oh, I got you. Okay. All right. And Daryl, how about you? Ah, uh, you can join me on uh, just go to TaylorNetworkOnPodcast.com, and we have uh, a plethora of podcasts that you can join us with TV, movies, with nothing's on, and and comic interviews with Double Page Spread, and now we just added uh, uh, Star Wars. Uh, podcast mm-hmm. along with a uh, Star Trek podcast, so you can check out uh, Forced Conversations, and you can check out Go Trek Yourself, uh, and we have another couple of podcasts coming to the network as well. So it'll be wow. a D and D one, I think, is coming. Ooh. If I'm not mistaken, there's a, there's a Star Wars. Podcast? Why am I not involved in any of these? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were too busy doing selfies. And, He's doing his mogul, his Hollywood <laughs> mogul stuff, right, with your money hat yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah promoting got to work. Yeah, people got to work. It's an active lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. uh, Definitely. You can check it out there. And you can also just go to The Voice 123 on Twitter and and follow what, you know, the shows and what I'm doing there. That's great. 
And I have my podcast. It's the Auto Chat Show. You can find us on the web, autochatshow.com or facebook.com forward slash autochatshow. And me and my co-host, Teddy, review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture, whatever else comes into our brain. And it's a lot of fun, actually. We just reviewed the Kia Cadenza, a very nice car. We're reviewing the Lexus RX350 this week. In fact, I'm getting that tomorrow. Ted's also reviewing the Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk, so some SUVs coming in for the winter months. We'll be talking about those as well, so if you want to hear some new car reviews and uh, in our other ramblings, uh, check us out. It's a lot of fun. Autochatshow.com. You guys, dig into the auto chat show. That's just fun time. Like, I, I, don't, I don't have time to listen to car talk on Sundays on NPR. Come on. I want to listen to a podcast whenever I want to. Be, so I'm going to jump on to Craig's show. It, 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 it's, 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 it's everything you want. It's all reruns. It's, well, Craig, <laughs> right? Craig, Craig yes. I live in Detroit, so yeah. the last two weeks has been nothing but car show, car show, car show. Did you guys yes. cover any yeah. of that? On or, our last yeah. episode, we covered the North American International Auto Show. We weren't there, but we covered the big debuts that they had there you know we kind of covered the new some of the new hotness coming out of detroit and then actually we go to the the press days over at the new york international auto show which is coming in march so that's february is the next one that's in chicago and then the march one is new york so we go to both days of that and uh kind of cover it from there and get some interviews and stuff too so yeah it's pretty cool it's a lot of, a lot of new stuff coming in and uh if you guys want to hear you know what the, the hot brands are just check us out autochatshow.com it's a lot of fun so, uh, that's going to bring an end to our special episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast. We missed all of you guys. We wanted to join you again. And this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad we can do this and get together. And, uh, and we'll see you guys soon. And remember, when there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, walkers don't have top fives. They're busy eating. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> eating Taco Bell. <laughs> eating tacos. <laughs> Human tacos. <laughs>